we are live now. It's been hey. a minute. Been a long time coming. A nigga been, been a busy. Long time. <laughs> Shouldn't have left you. Yeah. Got a podcast to step to. Step to. <laughs> blah, blah. Whatever. Yeah, sorry, guys. I've been a little busy. <laughs> hey, man. So. It's Look, it's hustle season, man. Okay? I know. Niggas got to get to the money. All right? It's Christmas season. You got family. People <laughs> got money to get. We all got stuff to do. Busy holiday season. But we hit y'all with the dope. We, we left y'all with a very juicy interview yeah. with Mad Hatter uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, so make sure if y'all if y'all missing us, check that. It was a long interview. I'm sure y'all listened to the whole thing yet. This is the whole thing, man. It's a good interview. Great guest. Hope to have him on again soon. Mad Hatter on the Gems and Juice podcast. And yeah, since then a whole lot has happened, man. Yeah. Well, we got to break down a whole lot of shit that done went down uh, in the interim. So. We gonna get to it. Welcome everybody on and streaming. Hey, everybody who might be checking us out on the stream. Everybody on the podcast listening to us the old school way. The gems and juice. We still Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing we got to talk about too. I just remember. Takeoff's murderer was found. Yeah, yeah. I think I put that on the list. Oh, did you? I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I see it now. Talk about yeah, a plot lot, twist. A whole lot happened, man. <laughs> that was a plot twist, man. It was. <laughs> it was and it's another reason number six billion four hundred twenty-five million why internet detects need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because y'all know what the fuck we all talking about with all these conspiracy <laughs> theories and analyzing the video. All y'all were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> But we're gonna break that down a little bit, man. We got we're gonna break down a whole lot. So we're gonna get right to it. First off, Ben Figgy, how you been, dog? I know you've been out and about. I know you was at the uh, Army Navy game. Yeah. Doing a damn thing. You've been on Texans tailgating. You had the Browns come to town. I know you have family come through for that. How you been, man? Man, I've been pretty good, man. Um, I was a little under I got under the weather during the Uh-oh. um once I got to Philly. It was cold as shit. So um yeah, so I just been fighting it, fighting it. I feel a lot better now. That's good. But um this time last week, whoo, man, nose kept running, nose was stuffed up, throat was hurting, so it was it was rough, but I took some medicine and um I got through it. So um but the backtrack to my uh family being here, it was fun, man. My sister got here, um uh, my in-laws was here. And um, we tailgated at the Browns game. They enjoyed it. They had a blast. I ended up um, so I ended up sitting with my sister at the fifty yard line on the Brown mm-hmm. side, and um, it was cool, man. It was cool. It was it was really weird seeing Deshaun Watson in person like that back at NRG in the Browns uniform out of all uniforms. Yeah. That was to me. That still looked weird to me, but. Um, it was cool, man. We had a good time. Um, of course, the Texans didn't win, but um, Deshaun Watson looked awful. <laughs> he looked like it looked like he ain't playing seven hundred days. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was fun, man. It was, it was fun being there. And then you know, my um, I, I went to Philly last week for the the Army Navy game. That was fun. It was cold, but it was fun. We was on the field. It was that. So the Army Navy game actually became a good game at the end because it was a snooze fest for the whole three quarters. 
the mm-hmm. fourth quarter, man, uh, they kind of turned it up a little bit, where they ended up going to overtime, and it was, it was crazy, man. It was probably the best Army Navy game in a long time. So uh, we had a good time, man. It was fun, and um, I'm kind of ready for Christmas break, man. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> no, I feel you, man. I feel you. Um, and yeah, it's about that time. Time to wind down at work. Time to enjoy time with family. I know we have this fucking cold snap coming in before Christmas. I hope this shit ain't bad, man. Yeah. Uh, hoping, fingers crossed, that no crazy shit happens, like the whole grid going down again. Yeah. And all that bullshit people had to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> so, hope we ain't got to go through that, man. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, uh, glad, glad you're having a good time, man. Glad the family came out. How do you feel about Deshaun Watson right now, man. Like, I know it's too early to judge the trade. It's only been two games, but they've lost. Well, they beat the Texans. The Texans beat the Texans, let's be real. The Texans beat the Texans in that game. Yeah, They lost against the Bengals. Um, How do you feel about the Deshaun Watson trade right now, man? Do you think they should have just kept Jacoby in for the rest of the season at this point? Nah, I think, look, you you got to give them some run, man. It's like 700 days is 700 days. So if you kept Jacoby in for the rest of the season, he would have uh, Deshaun would have been playing next year, and he still got to get through some real game action. So I think it was fine um, just putting him out there. And to be honest, just talking to a lot of Cleveland people, a lot of Cleveland fans, I think they kind of counted this year out anyway, man. I didn't even realize that because I thought they had a chance to kind of squeeze in the playoffs. But it seemed like a lot of people not really worried. And the crazy part about it is, man, the um, I know we all look at the quarterback position, but the that been probably the bright spot throughout this whole season was the quarterback position. Like all the other reasons they lost as many as games as they lost was because of the defense, because of the play calling, and all that stuff. So it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like Deshaun Watson gonna come in and save the season. I think they just had problems other places outside of the quarterback position. And um, I ended up watching in the, um, the uh, Cincinnati game last week. And, like, Deshaun Watson wasn't the Deshaun the in 2020 where he was balling out. Mm-hmm. He was he was okay. He was better. Of course, he was better than he was with the Texans. But um, he played well enough where they could have won. But it was man, it was just a bad coach team, man. It, the um, the defense was kind of rough. Um, it was a lot of penalties, so it's like man, it, it didn't matter who was back there. The, the Browns team, they they need to do a lot of um, they need a lot of changes coming up, you know, in the off season. So I think a lot of Browns fans kind of counted this season out a little bit. I feel you. I mean, yeah, I mean. 700 days, like you said, it's going to take a while. Um, we'll see if it was worth it for them. They paid him a lot of money. They paid yeah. him so much money that the league is being sued by the players because they think that there's collusion going on because nobody else since Deshaun Watson has gotten a guaranteed contract. <laughs> Fully guaranteed. Yeah. You know, usually the, the price of the brick goes up once one player gets paid a certain amount. It didn't happen here. Yeah. So... Now people are wondering what the fuck is going on. I think Cleveland was just desperate. Yeah, I think super desperate. I think what was yeah, I think what was going on too. That's why a lot of the owners were pissed. That's why you know Baltimore was pissed because they had a quarterback that was up for a contract, 
And they traded, you know, this dude and gave him a fully guaranteed contract, which was insane. And now it's like that player, which is Lamar Jackson, wants something similar, if not more. <laughs> and I think these owners are trying to stick their foot in the ground and saying, no, <laughs> we give you something, we give you this, but we ain't giving you that. And um, I think I think that's the issue right there, man. These owners were pissed at the Browns, which they should they should have been, because that that that's crazy. Now you you know if Deshaun Watson is getting paid that much, then what you think somebody like a um, Justin Herbert or Pat Mahomes is worth? So um, yeah, man, I I think. <laughs> I think players are kind of catching on now. So I think I, I feel like David Molagether probably going to get a lot more clients. <laughs> so they oh, yeah, definitely. Try to get that guaranteed contract. <laughs> but I don't know. Like you said, maybe the league's putting the foot in the ground. Maybe they said, nah, maybe they got a, everybody got in the call together and said, well, this is not happening. We're <laughs> not doing fully guaranteed contracts in the NFL. This ain't becoming the NBA. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know, man. Who, who knows? But we'll see. Yeah. I hope Lamar gets paid what he wants, man. He deserves it. Yeah. Um, and speak, I guess we'll talk about the, this will be the all encompassing sports section and get out the way. <laughs> um, the Texans are now one eleven and one. The season is a wash. They were the first team to be eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. And they are at the bottom of the barrel. The whole thing's a mess now. And even if they went out, it doesn't really make any difference at all. Uh, do you think that uh, Pep and Lovey are out after this season? I think so. I think so. I think if if Nick Casario was smart, which I think he is, I think he got a cut bait with them, man. How how I mean, it already looked crazy him firing two coaches in a row like this mm-hmm. and still have his job. But honestly, if he keep them again and they have a season like this again, then everybody might be gone. <laughs> So I would try to like if I was if I'm Nick Casario, I'll try to cover my ass and be like, you know what, let's just move on and get, I guess, the person I want, which is it's it's really confusing, man. It's been a weird situation because now it's getting out there that, you know, this ain't Nick Casario. Lovey Smith isn't Nick Casario's guy. And uh David Cully wasn't Nick Casario's guy. Like, if you're the GM, what the hell are you doing then? Mm-hmm. Like like I I understand he came into a rough situation, but we ain't about to just keep keep sitting here blaming everybody else and say, oh, that wasn't this guy, that wasn't this guy. Like he got to take some responsibility for something. So um, I think I think they probably will move on from them, man. I think I think they got to start fresh, get a new coach, get a whole new coaching staff because I ain't even like the way they put this coaching staff together anyway. Like they 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 hired Lovey Smith as the uh, defensive coordinator before they even hired the head coach, and then that's when they hired David Cully, and then you know once they fired David Cully, they pretty much kept the same staff. So I I, I ain't really like this coaching staff to begin with. So I think they just need a whole new coach, and a whole new coaching staff. But what about the optics, Figgy? <laughs> what about the optics, man? What about all the talking heads on ESPN who are going to claim that the Texans are racist for having two one-and-done black head coaches back-to-back? 
Hey, what man. about the optics? Man? Hey, I think to, optically it's bad. To right? me, if, if if the Houston Texans are looking at the optics of you know what the media is going to say, and that's having an effect on who they hire, I think that I think that's it's it's not going to end well, man. I understand, you know, you don't want to be looked at as bad, but you got to make the best decision for your team. You like if it's moving on from Lovey Smith to get somebody else, get Joe Blow, that would be mm-hmm. way better, and you know, make the team better. You got to roll with that, man. You can't roll with Lovey again and have a season like this because you know you don't want the media to, you know, look at you bad. Because if the team is bad, the team is bad. And the media, uh, most likely, they ain't gonna say shit about the Texans. But if if they bad, man, you might lose this whole damn team, man. So I think I think if they if they got they got to move forward, they got to move on from Lovey, man. Yeah, it's unfortunate, man. I wanted it to work out. I wanted to believe in in the, in the brothers. Um, but yeah, it's rough, man. It's I don't see how you can move forward with this front office intact next year yeah. and sell tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see, man. But the whole whole thing's a mess. I don't <laughs> I don't know the upside is with the Houston Texans, man. At this point, yeah. What you I think they're gonna know. do in the draft? You think they're gonna pick a quarterback? They have to. <laughs> they have to. Man, th- this has been the some of the worst quarterback play of any team in like the last quarter century. I feel. Yeah. Kyle Allen out there, man. Come on. That dog. was rough, man. Man. And I was the one that was saying they probably need to, you know, go to him because Davis Mills was so bad. But now I was just like, man, this is dog. It, look, man, like going back into the, you know, into the free agency, back, you know, back in the offseason, it is a crime that they ain't getting not one quarterback to fucking have a competition with Davis mm-hmm. Mills, man. They gave him the keys to this. They really thought he was him. Yes, man. It's a crime that they could have brung in Baker Mayfield. They could have brung in somebody to at least amp up a competition, and they ain't do that. And, man, this is probably some of the worst quarterbacks ever, man. It was rough, man. They they really, I, I, against the Cowboys, they was really juggling quarterbacks. <laughs> they said, okay, Davis Mills, until he gets to the red zone, then put in Jeff Driscoll because he can actually score. <laughs> Come on, man. She was it was working for a minute. It was yeah. working for that's the sad part. It was actually working. Yeah. They might but, need uh, to do that, man. I they should have did it from the beginning. I fuck <laughs> I fuck around, put all three of them in there, man. Right. Confuse every confuse everybody. <laughs> fuck man. it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Trick play throughout the season, man. Fuck it. It's already a wash. But mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see what happens with the draft, man. Hopefully they get like a Bryce Young or a Bryce Young type, even though I don't even know how he would do here. Like, that's a sad thing, man. Part of me doesn't want a great quarterback to come to Houston because <laughs> it's like the team is so shitty right now, man. Like, no matter what, they're going to be in a bad situation no matter what happens. Yeah. So, I don't know, man, but we'll see. I would like an exciting quarterback, definitely, but I also don't want him to get killed. So, yeah. we'll see, man. But I don't know. It's just going to be rough. It's going to be a rough few years. Yeah. With that being said... We had a whole lot to break down for this edition of the, our final podcast of the year. Um, we got a lot to break down, a lot of current events to talk about in yeah. hip hop and just in the culture period. Um, I guess we'll start off with some new music, man. I did listen to the Metro Boomin album, um, Heroes and Villains. 
Um, to be honest, it was a few weeks ago. I can barely remember what was on it. I'm not going to do an in-depth review of it, but I thought it was good, man. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was a good little compilation. I'm getting a little tired of the whole Morgan Freeman intros and interludes. Like, okay, <laughs> we get it. <laughs> Morgan yeah. Freeman talk like he was on in Savage Mode too. So do you with, think that was a throwaway? I mean, not a throwaway, but you think that was recorded around the time Savage Mode 2 was recorded and he just put it on there? Probably, okay. I guess. Um, I, I'm sure they weren't c- calling him Morgan Freeman in hey. for separate sessions. Every, I got a new album, Morgan. You know what I'm going through? <laughs> you going to slide? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they probably did a, a whole lot of in one recording session for Morgan Freeman and just paid a bunch of money and, and that was it. Yeah. But um, I mean, I thought it was a good album. Um, 21 was all over it. I thought I did a pretty good job. Beats were pretty solid, man. Um, it was a good release, a good late release. If you're into uh, current type shit, if you like Metro Boomin, if you like 21, if you like that whole crew, I'd recommend it, man. I thought it was a good album. Um, some good songs on it. And that's all I got for that. Did you listen to it any? Qualified. Uh, all right. So I uh I listened to some of it and I thought it was all right. I I ain't gonna lie, I was a little disappointed in the Travis Scott songs. Yeah. I, I, because I'm you know, I'm not jasmine with it <laughs> with when it comes to Dra- Travis Scott, mm-hmm. but I am a big fan of his, you know, sound and production. And um those didn't really move me like that, <laughs> so uh, I ain't put those in on, on my special playlist. But uh, I heard some of it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was all right. But the album I did listen to, um, I listened to your girl, man. <laughs> your this, girl. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, how you feel about it? I man? listened to your. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't have a problem with her music, man. I had to realize that, man, because I know me and you do the podcast, and you're not that. Mm-hmm. You're not that big of a fan of hers. And um, that kind of rubbed off on me a little bit. And then, <laughs> what really rubbed off on me was when um, we actually went to the um, TDE concert. And um, she was singing. And she really wasn't singing. And she was telling people to sing the words. And she really wasn't on the stage singing like that. So I was a little disappointed, you know, because she wasn't singing. But um, I listened to the album. I thought I thought it was pretty good, man. This so um, the first half was kind of scissor ish, where you know mm-hmm. regular kind of modern R and B. But um, she had a lot of songs on there that kind of put you in mind of Avril Lavigne, and you know that that two thousands. Um, I guess pop music. I guess it's not. I wouldn't call it punk rock. But that um, kind of that um, pop, that certain type of pop music that used to be played in the 2000s. And she had a lot of songs like that, which kind of shocked me a little bit. And um, I thought it sounded really good, man. I thought the, the album was pretty good. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure if, you know, if we got some R&B heads on here, if, you know, if they'll like it. But um, I thought it sounded pretty good. She sounded pretty good. And um, yeah, I thought it was a good album, man. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, I've heard good things about it, man. Like you, I, I'm not a fan personally, um, but I've heard good things about it. Even people who weren't that into Scissor seem to like it. It's doing really good sales wise too, man. I want to say it did numbers comparable to like Beyonce when she dropped. Damn. So 
Yeah, it's doing some. It was doing pretty good sales wise. Um, people seem to like it, man. Maybe it was a good thing that she took a little time off and kind of reinvented because people seem to be digging it. So yeah, good for yeah. her. I'm, I'm rooting yeah. for her. And it's been a minute since her first album. So yeah. And I think this album probably gonna live up to the hype. It's funny how all the TDE artists are suddenly coming back this year. I know Absol is dropping too. Yeah, finally. he just he just came out of nowhere. I didn't even know if yeah. he was still on TDE. And then yeah. he just he just popped up <laughs> with a, a picture of him and Jay Z at dinner. <laughs> I'm just like, damn, this is random as hell. I, I bet Schoolboy Q gonna come back next month and say, I got a new album coming out now. Yeah, so, all of a sudden TDE is woken up. All these artists who are on TDE have suddenly yeah. woken up and realized they they're they're rappers, yeah, and so, singers, and yeah, they should so put I out want, music occasionally. So I wonder was Kendrick the problem? Because I wonder if everybody was kind of waiting on Kendrick, or it's possible was that the hold up? Because now you know he you know he got his release. He released this album mm-hmm. a couple months later. Then you start kind of hearing a little more from TDE. So. I wonder if they just going to pick shit back up. They need to, man. Uh, it's about time for Schoolboy Q to drop yeah. something new. It's yeah, about time that's for a good squad, man. Rap, so, yeah, yeah, that was a good squad. Is is Isaiah Rashad still with them? I think so. Really? Okay. I want to say, but. Yeah, they had a nice little squad over there, man. <laughs> I know Kendrick is the one that was kind of holding every, you know, kind of the man that had him on his back, but they, had, mm-hmm. they got a lot of good talent over there. No, they did, man. They were like, uh, they they had man. They, people thought they was gonna take over the game. I remember yeah. that. Like they had such a good lineup, headlined by Kendrick. Yeah. And I went to go see the TDE tour. Like they they had a great squad, man. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really lived up. It's kind of like Our Future, you know. Yeah. Our Future had a great separate artists. They had a lot but, of talent, man. Yeah, but as a whole, like label type thing, I don't think they lived up to what they could have been as a collective. But separately, yeah. they still make good music, man. Yeah, so. I wonder why. I wonder if, you know, people were just too big to be in a group like that. Yeah. Because sometimes when you get like a big group or a big label like that, it seems like it don't work. It seems like it should work yeah. out, but it really don't. It's kind of like having five all-stars on a team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you having them like a bit three or whatever. And it's like, you know, on paper, they should be doing amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but they really, but sometimes it just don't work out like that. Yeah, like going back to Bad Boy. Speaking of which, we got to talk about that too. I'm glad I brought that up. <laughs> did, we, did you put that on there? The Diddy? I didn't. And, okay, let me put that real quick. Something <laughs> else to talk about real quick. Yeah. But um, Diddy in the news again. I was 96, man. Everybody getting all pressed about Diddy. I know. <laughs> I mean, brother love, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm glad they're all getting back into music, man. It's, it's way past time for them to start dropping stuff. So yeah, I, I don't think that a new um, Absol is dropped yet, but I'm looking forward to it, man. So we'll see yeah. what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's time for some recent events, man. <laughs> Where do you uh, want to start first? <laughs> let's start with the biggest topic of the day or this week. Let's talk about this trial, man. Let's just break that down from the get-go. All right. Which Let's, one? Just, we'll talk about the Megan Thee Stallion and okay. Tory Lanez 
trial. Okay, I was about to say we got that trial. We got the YSL yeah, got trial. We'll, talk about, we'll, we'll go by descending order of <laughs> most recent and like gunner things just happened now too. Yeah. To things we that happened earlier on. Okay. But let's just start off with the Tory Lanez and Megan shit, man, because this has been a roller coaster man. emotionally, physically, <laughs> every other illy. It's just a lot going on in this trial, man. I've been trying to keep up, uh, but it's a lot of fuckery. Um, mm. I think it's kind of hard for people to report. I, I don't think they're allowing cell phones in the courtroom. So all the updates we get are, are from people of, outside the courtroom. Yeah. And then, or, it's no, pe- and then it's people that I've never even heard of. There's, I'm like, no, nah, there, there's some bloggers who I'm like, how the fuck y'all even get in court? Yes. Yes. That's the part <laughs> that was throwing court- me off. Some random ass white guy like, so yeah, Tory Lanez and Megan Stallion, yeah. blah 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 blah, outside the courthouse and blah blah. I'm like, damn, is this real or is this <laughs> some jackass just being funny? Yeah, I, I've seen like I know there's some legit court reporters reporting on it, and there's also some bloggers I've never heard of before. Like yeah. No Jumper got somebody in there too, I think, damn. reporting on it. So uh, yeah, it's a whole lot going on, man. But to recap, basically. From what I've heard now to clarify, this is about Tory Lanes and the incident in which he discharged a weapon, a firearm at an injured Megan Thee Stallion. It's the state versus Tory Lanes. It's not Megan Thee Stallion versus Tory Lanes. Tory Lanes being charged with three felonies, I believe, including assault with a deadly weapon, possession of a weapon in California and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. It's Cal- California has harsh gun laws. Yeah. So he, he looking at he can face up to 22 years. Yeah, so he could be going through it if it turned out he was recklessly shooting a gun during the fight. Yeah. Um. So Megan Thee Stallion testified. Um, she did. She basically recounted all the things she, she's already said about it. Tory Lanez they, and her got into a fight in the car. She was in, talking shit about Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez got mad. He fired a gun and shot her. Um. And he, she was also had to admit that they had a sexual sexual relationship at first. Um, and people have been pointing out the fact that she said the opposite in the interview with Gail King. Yeah. Um, sidebar, I always thought that was strange. I remember seeing that clip yeah. when it first aired or yeah. when it first was going around. And I thought that was weird of her to say. Yeah, we actually talked about that. Yeah, because like, that's that's when I was like, eh, because she was saying define sexual relationship or she's I she forgot. Said the, well, Gail. Uh, intimate. Basically, it yeah, was intimate. It, yeah. Gail asked if she had an intimate relationship with met with Tory Lanez and Megan was like, you mean sexual? And Gail, uh, Gail King was like, yeah. And then she was like, she thought about it and said, no, we did not have a sexual relationship. Yeah. Which I thought that immediately, I thought that was weird. Like, I don't know yeah. what happened in their bedroom, obviously. Yeah. But I remember the shit they was on in them Instagram live videos. And they're definitely putting out that we was fucking on each other type energy. Yeah. So I thought that was strange for her to just to, to deny it in an interview that she requested. Yeah. You know, so that was weird. 
Um, I don't understand to this. I really don't understand why she lied about it. I don't yeah, think anything, I don't anything would have changed if she just admitted that she did. Yeah, what was the purpose of it? The only thing I can think of, the only thing I could think of is that she told her boyfriend that she didn't sleep with him. Mm. And that's just pure speculation, of course. Her yeah. boyfriend is partisan Fontaine. Yeah. I guess he's an artist or something. Yeah. Who always wants to beat up any nigga who talks shit about Megan Thee Stallion, including The Rock, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for wanting to date her or whatever. Yeah. So or one not even want to date her, want to be her dog. Yeah. Some some jokey answer, and he want yeah. to talk shit about The Rock. Like, yeah. Shut, shut up. up. Yeah. <laughs> Whole industry done ran. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. He was pretty upset uh, about that too, because I guess yeah. they uh, I guess in the trial they put all of her relationships out there. Yeah, and, and Megan came out. She said that too. She said that uh, her her partisan party is hurt over all the all this stuff being brought up and the yeah. whole past being brought up because Tory Lane's defense also is resting on the fact that Kelsey may have shot the weapon, and the reason she fired at uh Megan Stein, who was her former, she was a the former assistant. And like best friend of Megan Thee Stallion before all this happened. Yeah. And there, Tory Lanez's defense is alleging that Kelsey shot Megan because they had a fight over Megan Thee Stallion always sleeping with people that Kelsey was talking to, including yeah. Tory Lanez, including Ben Simmons, including the baby. Those names were brought up in court. Yeah. Ben Simmons quickly said, uh, I think he denied all of that. He put out a video uh, uh, saying the accusations were false. Yeah. I think and like, look, he just he trying to cover himself up because I think yeah, he, like he probably got a girl. I think yeah, mean, I think he got a girl or engaged or something. Mm-hmm. He's involved, so I think he had to shoot that down. Yeah, he's not under oath, so he can lie. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that. Yeah. He can lie and not face any real consequences. Yeah. So that was Megan Thee Stallion's testimony, basically. She said that. She was shot. It's the same things we've heard already. Then I want to say the next day, Kelsey, who was the friend who was also fighting with Tori in that car, um, came out. And her testimony, she first made a statement in September to prosecutors. The prosecution brought her on as a witness. And they brought her on the stand, and her story was way different suddenly. Yeah. Instead, of, in her original statement, she said that she saw Tory Lane shoot Megan Thee Stallion. She texted Megan Thee Stallion's bodyguard and said Tory shot Meg. She said that Tory hurt her, Kelsey, in the car, trying to grab her hair and pull her out of the car, whatever the fuck they were in. And she said all these things to prosecutors in September. And now suddenly under oath, she says that her story changed and she didn't admit any of this. She said she didn't remember. She said she didn't see Tori shoot Megan. She said she heard gunshots, but she didn't remember this, any of this stuff. And she said she lied to the prosecutors in September about all the stuff she said. <laughs> and that is so. Now, was she now? Is it true she was granted immunity or something? Because that was kind of going on. Yeah, they, they, she kept uh, pleading the fifth, and they granted her immunity, basically 
if if she admits to any kind of criminal activity, they can't charge her for what she said on that witness stand. Yeah. Basically. So she was granted immunity, but she wasn't granted like she still can't. She's not supposed to lie under oath. That perjury. She was not. uh, She did not get immunity from perjury. Yeah. So she could still get in trouble. She lied in court. Yeah. But this is what she's saying. She said she didn't shoot Meg, but she don't know who shot Meg. (laughs) (laughs) This is is crazy, man. Yes. (laughs) So Megan Thee Stallion's team, after hearing this, is now alleging that Tory Lanez is bribing or threatening Kelsey to change her testimony. Kelsey came back the next day and said that's not true. She said that uh, she she was not she did not get any bribes. They they asked if she was offered a million dollars because apparently that's what Megan said too. Megan said that um, Tory to offer offered her. them a million dollars if they didn't say anything because quote he was on probation. Yeah, which apparently he wasn't on probation. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, his defense is saying he was never on probation. Oh, damn. But according to Megan, she was uh he was trying to bribe them to not say anything because he could be deported because mm. he was on probation. Mm. Maybe he thought he was and he wasn't, I don't know. Mm. But um so that that's been going on and basically it's just been a whole mess. I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know who's yeah. telling the truth. Uh, the even the timeline of events is confusing to me, yeah. Because nobody's story is matching up, yeah. Like nobody's, yeah. I th- so it, it's really interesting too because you know Meg is in two different types of drama right now, man. She she's in this drama, you know, and she's in the you know fifteen oh one drama. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's crazy is I don't even know if it's j- just a um, uh, um, a small world or what, but Kelsey is pretty much with the guy that's with Carl Crawford in fifteen oh one. I f- I forgot the gentleman's name, but I think yeah. uh, uh, D Boy or something like that. I forgot his name. I think that's his name. But it's to me, it kind of seemed like maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it's like Tory's team and fifteen oh one's team is kind of like in it together. Like they trying to look out for each other. And it's to me, from my point of view, it seemed like they kind of they trying to de- uh, embarrass Meg. They trying to de- de- destroy her pretty much because it seemed because you got this girl Kelsey that's you know she said what she said in the interview, which uh, pretty much said Tory shot Meg. She said all this stuff. She get on the stand and said, you know, she she lied. Pretty much said she lied about that, and she don't know what happened. It's it's like I wouldn't be surprised if they were you know, because look, Kelsey is on the same team as fifteen oh one. That's you know that's the same crew, and fifteen oh one had some type of you know relationship. I don't know how current this relationship is now, if it's ongoing or what, but um. It's it seemed like they're in it together somehow, where you know, Kelsey. They probably I don't know if they talked to Kelsey and said, "Hey, no, let's 
say you don't remember what happened to try to get out of this type thing. And um, I, I mean, maybe it's the right move. Maybe it's the only move she can do. But it seemed like it's just throwing everything off because remember the last time we talked about this, we said it seemed like Meg's team is kind of throwing a Hail Mary at this point because the, the Gail King interview was kind of random. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, it seemed like they just trying to persuade the media a certain way so she can possibly – I'm not saying she was going to win anything because I don't think she, – she ain't the one that's, you know, suing or anything. But it seemed like they're pro- trying to sway the media to her side over Tory's side. So I was thinking like, damn, maybe this probably going to get thrown out, maybe not enough evidence. But now it's saying, like, everybody just got their stories all mixed up, man. So I don't even know who is telling the truth or not. But the one thing I will say is Meg definitely got shot. That was that was probably the number one trending topic back back yeah. in 2020. People, all the Tory stands kept saying, oh, she ain't get shot or she, she lying about getting shot, all this other stuff. She definitely got shot. And... I don't know where the hell the video came from. I wish the video was out during that time because the video I seen, she definitely got shot. (laughs) And you could tell something was wrong. But, um, man, it's it's strange, man. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if um, Tory's team, 1501 team, are in cahoots together to try to stick together somehow because – Hey, Tory Lanez is pretty much fighting for his life at this point. And and B, Carl Crawford is pretty much I don't know what I mean, I don't know what he's trying to gain at this point, but he got some type of thing going on with Meg where she's he's I don't know if he's trying to keep her or what, but it seemed like they're in it together to me. That's that's what I kind of got from it, especially with Kelsey being pretty much Mary, I don't even know if she married for real, but she's definitely with one of the guys in 1501. Like, they're together, together. I, I want to say, I don't know if she had a baby yet or what, but she was pregnant at some point. So um, I wonder if all of that is kind of connected with it, too. I mean, it could be. Um, it could be. Like, like look, she she said on the, uh, on the stand that Tory Lanez did not – pay her anything or bribe her or do like that. If that's wrong, that's perjury. Yeah. So I, I just I don't mean, that don't mean she didn't get payment from anybody. Yeah. But she said specifically Tory Lanez did not pay me anything. He didn't bribe me. He didn't threaten me. She said she wasn't scared of Tory. So all that, I mean, if it's false, then she could be charged with perjury. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a few I feel like there's only a few reasons why she would suddenly change her testimony. Number one, she shot Meg and doesn't want to admit it even under perjury because she straight up says she didn't shoot Meg Two, that she knows Tori shot Meg, but for whatever reason just doesn't want to aid Meg in any kind of sense. Um, I guess because of beef now, who knows? But suddenly she just does not want to get, have anything to do with putting Tory Lanez in jail. 
or, or or whatever. Maybe she sees it as a win for Megan. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in this case. I mean, it, it seems kind of cutting. Like, I, I just don't see a, a way where Tori didn't shoot that gun, man. Yeah. Like, it, it, I don't, I wasn't there. But after everything's been set, spelled out, I just don't see how you can argue that Tori didn't shoot that gun. Nobody's arguing that a gun went off. We know that Megan was shot. They even today, I think they brought the surgeon who removed the bullet fragments from her foot. So we know she was shot. Yeah. And I just don't see how the defense can spin it in a way where Tori wasn't the one who shot. If we know a gun went off. Yeah. How can you say it wasn't Tori who shot it? Yeah. I don't know. But Kelsey was supposed to be a, a key witness, and she suddenly changed her mind and didn't want to say anything on the stand, even though she went to prosecutors and said everything. Mm-hmm. And they even played the tape in front of the jurors because Tori Lane's defense was trying to allege that the prosecution was thr- like harassing her into uh blaming Tory. So apparently they played the entire interview and Kelsey was just giving up the information. Yeah. It wasn't like they were pressing her extra hard apparently. Yeah. She was giving yeah. it up. And and two, I think I think it's good to point out too during that time it wasn't no heavy beef. I maybe I maybe Kelsey and Meg was going through something at that time, but it wasn't how it is now. Because right now, I think it's every the whole relationship is sour because Meg is not even cool with that record label anymore. Yeah. And like I said, Kelsey be around that le- record label. I don't want to say she's part of the record label, but she's pretty much with somebody who is like top dog at the record label. And, you know, you never, you, I can't even imagine what is said about Meg at that point or how they feel about her. So she probably feel totally different at this point where, you know, like you said, she could probably right now, she probably like, well, I don't know what happened (laughs) or, you know, she probably not giving it up now. I don't remember it. I don't remember telling the prosecutors that (laughs) Tory Lane shot Meg. Yeah. I don't remember that. Really? Yeah. But back then they were kind of cool. They probably fell out at that party or whatever. But back then she probably had a little more, you know, sympathy for her. Now it's, you know, like I said, I can't imagine what's being said about Meg, you know, when she around, you know, that label. And, you know, they probably, you know, they probably want to embarrass her. They probably want to, you know, see her down low. They want to trash her, you know, career probably. So now she's like, I don't know what happened. And, you know. And, you know, not to mention the team is, uh, Tori's team is, Throwing out there everybody she slept with in the industry, so they it seemed like they really trying to make her look bad at this point. So I think that I think that could be the part of the reason for the big switch up too. Yeah, I just I don't I don't understand how in September of this year you can remember everything so clearly, and then in December <laughs> you don't remember anything. You don't remember saying you remember it. <laughs> It's a it's a clown show, man. I don't know what what's going on here. Um, uh oh, your uh-oh. camera battery is low. Uh oh, wait, hold on. 
You can still talk. I'm a uh, switch cameras. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know um, what to make of this case. Um, who it might get thrown out because of the fuckery? Who knows? Um, but I don't know. I, I'm not. I just want to know the truth. Okay, that's all I care about. I don't care who. I don't care about Megan Thee Stallion's sex life. I don't care about uh, who might have lied about what. I just want to know the truth. I, I, if the truth is that Tory didn't shoot Meg, then fine. If the truth is Tory did shoot Meg and he's going to jail, fine. I just want to know what happened. I have no stake in any of this. Okay, I, I'm people who are acting like cheerleaders talking about. I told y'all Tory didn't do it. I told y'all like <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm not with. I don't have the pom poms out for anybody. Yeah. I just want to know what happened. And I want to put it behind all of us. Like we've been talking about this shit for years now, since 2020. Yeah. Two and a half years since this shit went down. <laughs> I just want to know the truth so we can all move on, man. I don't care what the truth is. I just want to know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all I care about, man. Yeah, it's crazy, man. This shit <laughs> this shit need to be a law and order episode, man. Or it's going dog, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a <laughs> BET lifetime movie, something. It's gonna be. Somebody's gonna take this whole sequence of events and make a movie out of it. I know it. Yeah, <laughs> a TV episode or something. But it's it's been a whole hot mess, man. I don't know what's gonna happen next, but yeah, yeah we'll I'm, see. Yeah, I'm kind of curious what's gonna happen next because it, like from one minute it's saying like, oh, Tory Lanez is good now. He he gonna be scot free, mm-hmm. and then another minute is like, oh, like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he might get some time. So I don't know. And then, and then the whole thing of him bringing his son to court. This is yeah. like, man, this is straight yeah. up, straight up out the lawyer's book. And that was hilarious. I, I jumped out the car, tried to fix his little tie. Like, nigga, you ain't get him dressed. Yeah, you know, you ain't I get saw. him dressed. <laughs> like, I didn't even know he had a damn son. <laughs> he was taking pictures with fans. He was doing a whole nine, man. I was like, damn. Yeah. This shit but is crazy, man. <laughs> it really is, man. And we'll see. Hopefully, everybody like look. It, it's going to affect somebody's career at the end of the day. Yeah. So, so let's say, let's say, um, let's say Tory is found not guilty. What do you think this happens to? Um, what happens with Meg? Do you be, do her career go straight down, or is it because I don't know how you feel where her career is now? I feel like it's not where it used to be, but she still, you know, I feel I still feel like she can do a little something, something. But do you do you think if he's if he's found not guilty, do this affect her career? I no, not really, because I feel like the people who are against Meg are going to be against Meg no matter what. Yeah, I don't think anybody, the people who are the most vocal and care. They've already picked their side. You know, I don't think there's any casual listeners of Megan Thee Stallion or Megan Thee Stallion fans who are going to be turned off. Because at the end of the day, she was still a victim, man. We know somebody shot her. Yeah. And I I don't see this having an effect on her career, really. Now, will it affect people who work with her? Probably. You know, because people are going to want to work with Tory Lanez if he's not, if he's found not guilty. Yeah. And if they're friends of Tory Lanez, they'll think that what Megan did was wrong. Yeah. The way, so there will be artists 
that probably won't want to work with her. But, I mean, she got the entire Rock Nation machine behind her, man. That's not going to slow down for anything. All she got to do is do a fucking best of both worlds with Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) And she'll be back up again, man. So, I don't think her career will be... And that's one thing she said in court that I didn't think was really true. She said that Tori got more famous after the shooting and her career was suffered for it. I don't I, think that's I true. disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Tori, Tori, Tori career went to shit after that happened. Yeah. They pretty so, much took all of his shit out of the algorithm uh, algorithms yeah. on, on the stream and stuff. I don't his think it got wasn't promoted no more. Like yeah. he was on the up and up. After yeah. that, that whole quarantine radio thing was popping off mm-hmm. and that it, it stalled his career. Yeah. So I, I can't agree with that. But I know she's gone through a lot. I know she didn't even want to be on that stand. People are acting like she brought this case, and like yeah. she want, like you know, she look. She, um, she wants to be behind. This, she wants this. This ain't a well. this ain't a civil case where she decided exactly. to sue the person. She wants to be done with this too, and I want that for everybody in this case. Now I want everybody to be able to put it behind them, yeah. move on forward, and just whatever happens happens. But. No, I don't think her career is going to suffer if he's found not guilty necessarily. Yeah, I I agree. I think her career is where it's at right now, and um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to be where it's at. Yeah. So now Tory can gain a lot if he's found not guilty. I'm sure a lot of people going to work with him. People who couldn't really say anything publicly before or do anything with him publicly are going to want to work with him. I'm sure he'll put out new music like immediately. Yeah. So, and he'll have his whole fan base will be charged up and wanting to hear new music. So, yeah, I think he his career will go up if he's found not guilty or or if it gets thrown out or whatever happens. Yeah. So, that's best case scenario for him, but we'll see. I don't know, man. It's getting spicy. It is. <laughs> getting too spicy. <laughs> Now, in other Law & Order news, dun-dun. We should have had the music playing. <laughs> we should have. We need that as a, a fucking uh, dun, dun. A sounder, man. Dun-dun. <laughs> uh, gonna. Now, we got to pull up this audio, man. <laughs> I got the tweet somewhere. Hold up. Um, but Gunna is now free. Gunna, who was a... Uh, uh, arrested in the uh, YSL Rico case along with Young Thug and other members of the label slash quote unquote gang mm-hmm. um, were arrested. He is now free. <laughs> he did a plea deal. Um, I believe he got sentenced to five years but with time served and also public service meaning that he won't have to go basically under basically wording to he won't have to go to jail unless he fucks up mm. for the, the rest of those five years mm. and he gotta do like 500 hours of public service mm. so we'll probably see him on them ti crime stopper commercials <laughs> they call me gonna and now i'm gonna tell you why you need to <laughs> <laughs> they call me gonna so now i'm gonna tell you why you need to tell people <laughs> why you need to stay away from gangs <laughs> <laughs> Dog, you know that commercial gonna hit too, man. That, yeah. that commercial gonna look so bad on him. 
<laughs> oh man but uh yeah so gonna did a uh he has been trending because there was video of him in court um and i guess it was a stipulation of his plea deal he had to admit certain things and his um i forget what the uh there was some some certain plea deal he took where it basically means he maintained his innocence but he it was in the best interest of him to plead guilty because of what might have happened so he's mm. still maintaining his innocence but he pled guilty regardless and we got to play this audio, man. I got the link. Uh, I put it at the top of the topics. But uh, there's audio of him in court and what he had to say or agreed to in his statements um, as part of his plea deal before he was released. And it got a lot of rappers in the uproar. He was being called a snitch. Uh, people are comparing this to Takashi Six Nine, and it's getting a little rough. So we're gonna play this in a minute. And yeah, he made a whole statement. His lawyers lawyers are going back and forth talking about why this is not snitching and why he didn't snitch. But y'all gotta decide for yourselves after hearing this. Go ahead and play it. cut short but he did say yes man at the end of that statement yeah. as well <laughs> now gonna put out a statement um and he said while i have agreed to always be truthful i want to make it perfectly clear that i have not made any statements have not been interviewed have not cooperated have not agreed to testify to be a witness for or against any party in the case <laughs> Um, okay, that now, that could be true. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> that could be his true. His intentions don't make a difference if they call him. Yes, and tell him he needs to testify. <laughs> but um, what do you think about this, uh, Figgy? Do you think Gunna is a snitch, and do you think this will affect his rap career going forward? Uh, I to me, it's hard to not sit here and say no. That's not snitching. At the video we just saw, to me, look, man, he look, he said the statement he put out. He said he ain't make no statements. He ain't uh, testify. He ain't do all of this stuff, which could be true. But that video, it to me, it seemed like he's he's not saying who did what and 
this is how that went down. But he, it, it seemed like it, he pretty much making it harder for people like Young Thug to come home. It seemed like he kind of put everything, saying, hey, that wasn't me. And um, it seemed like it's kind of putting it on him. So, you know, the, the lady said, you know, the firearms in the car, Jeffrey Williams, I think, his, what's his name, Jeffrey Williams? Yeah. yeah. Young Thug's real name, Jeffrey Williams or something like that. Yeah, so he's. they said the guns in the car. The firearms in the car, you know, Jeffrey Williams, you know, in the car, using the car, blah, 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 blah. You know, is that true? Or I don't, I don't know. What, I, don't, I forgot how she put it, but. These items. OK, you were in a car with Jeffrey Williams and they were yeah. covered hydrocodone, methamphetamines and weapons. And these were not yours. And he said, uh, yes, yeah, ma'am. Is that, exactly. So not like, yeah, you ain't sitting there giving the game plan, but. Now you you know you pretty much out you you pretty much admitted all of this you said yes man to all of this, and now you know it's gonna be harder for it's gonna be harder for people like Young Thug to you know get out now. So you know I guess look man I'm not a street dude but if y'all feel like that's not snitching, well I don't know what snitching is or what snitching isn't at this point <laughs> because last time I checked man. Snitching was, you know, pretty much saying, I don't know. Like, if he was sitting there saying, I plead the fifth, then it's like, all right, like, I get it. He ain't saying nothing to get nobody in trouble. So, you know, I'm not giving it up. But if me and you, if me and you were sitting there doing some crime and they corner me up and they say, hey, was it drugs in the car? You know, mm-hmm. uh, would you and Rocket? And I say, yes, ma'am. And uh, were you driving Rocket's car? Yes, man. If I'm doing all of this, I feel like I'm giving you up, though. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like giving you up. And, you know, I get to get out, you know, not scot-free, but I get to get out of jail. And now they're going to be like, aha, so this was Ryan Rocket's car. You had drugs in the car. He said yes to all of this. And now they got something to work with. So... To me, I, I feel like I feel like it is, man. I you know, like I ain't gonna. I mean, he not sitting there pointing, saying who had what. But to me, this ain't no a thing where he get out of jail in the streets. Like, yeah, that's cool, man. Like you, you know, you never folded, dog, or you, you never been or all or whatever terms people be using now. But I don't think it's one of those type of situations where he can stand tall and say he, you know. His lawyers beat the case type shit. I think he had a hand. <laughs> him doing that helped him get out of jail. And I think it's going to make it harder for Jeffrey to get out. Yeah, man. Like, look, look people, I, I, I agree. I think it's snitching, but I also don't care that he snitched. Like, yeah, me too. He did. Look, I understand it. I would do the same thing. He is, um, Look, he did what he had to do, man. Like, yeah. and I don't, I don't look. I I'm sure he got a family. Exactly. He got bills. You know, people probably eating off of him. So he need to get out and make this money. And as a fan of music, I don't give a shit about him standing on a street code, man. Yeah. Like, I really don't. I don't think his fans do either or should. Yeah. That being said, 
we can't be acting like this is not snitching, man. <laughs> like, I don't care that he snitched. I don't think anybody should really care that he snitched, especially if he, people ain't involved in the situation. Now, if Young Thug has something to say, I understand it. But if you just somebody on the sidelines or a rapper or a commentator talking about how he should have done that, like, well, it's not you in that court. It's not you facing that time. It's not you in that penitentiary. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand. This man got his own family. He want to go back home to them. I don't give a shit if he snitched or not, man. But we're not going to act like this is not snitching by what is commonly known as a street code. Yeah. So it is snitching. I just don't think we should care that he snitched. Yeah. I mean, it, Look, his rap career, especially if Young Thug gets hard time, which I think he will, his rap career is over, pretty much. The only person that can save his rap career is Young Thug. Young Thug got to get home. He got to say, chill on Gunna. Gunna cool. What he, he did what he had to do. He didn't snitch on me. Or if he does do hard time, but he still puts out a message saying, hey, leave Gunna alone. Yeah. I want him to get free if he could. I had none against him. But if he don't make a statement or if he don't say or if he says, fuck Gunna, he turned on me, then Gunna's career is over. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. it's look, he he look, freedom, you can't put a price on freedom. And I'm glad he's home. I never thought he was really involved with YSL like that. He honestly just seemed like he was on a music tip, man. Yeah. I never thought him, uh, even though his name is Gunna, I never thought of him as somebody who was actually moving weight or doing anything on that side of the YSL. Yeah. I thought he was just rapping. He, I, I thought he was just on the music label side. Yeah. So, look, I don't, I don't knock it. I don't, I understand, but. These niggas trying to jump through hoops, trying to explain how what he did was not snitching. Stop it. Yeah. Just say you don't care. Like yeah. I'm saying, just say you don't care that he snitched because we would all do the same thing. And most street dudes do the same thing, man. Let's yeah. be real. Mm-hmm. Most street dudes who be talking about don't snitch. If they were in a situation or have been and they snitch. Yeah. So And, and it's funny you run that up too because I feel like the new thing now is you know, oh, he snitched on a dead person. Yeah, he gave it up on a dead person. I admitted that. Yeah, and then I think, uh, I think um, they said Dirt did something like that, mm-hmm. where they like they put it all on somebody who died. It's like, come on, man! Like, so now we about to. This is about to be the new trend now. So, uh, oh, I got it. I put it all on somebody that was dead. Like, come on, man! Yeah, and <laughs> Ti after. Decades of swearing he wasn't a snitch. Admitted on his podcast that he snitched on his dead friend and tried to act like his dead friend came to him and said it was okay. This is why I saw T.I. is top five corniest nigga to ever rap, dog. It's not just because of the little, it's because of shit like that. What is he talking about, man? Yeah. My dead homie said snitch on me. It's okay. But yeah. 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 Anyway, I mean, there's been a lot of rappers who've been 
alleged to snitch. Scarface was called a snitch by Lil Troy, and he apparently had paperwork and all this shit. Yeah, it's been a whole fifty percent snitch. Yeah, yeah. Fat Joe, I want to say. Yep, yeah. a lot of people, man. And it's like I still bump their music. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care, man. And if we ain't street dudes, unless you in that gang. Or are you facing time? You, you was affected or affected by it personally? Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. I told, I totally get if you was affected by it, and I think that's kind of some of the um, the drama that was going on between uh, uh, what's his name, um, uh, uh, Trade the Truth and uh, Oh Boy. Uh, what's uh, zero? Zero. Yeah. Yeah. It was like oh, the brother. Um, didn't take that charge or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Jayton, Jayton didn't. T- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like stuff mind. like like I get that. Like I can't sit here and say, hey, no, you know, he made good music and all this other stuff. Like I totally get if you don't rock with somebody because of that. But as a fan, like how you gonna sit there and say, like dog, if dude makes a good slaps. If he got some good slaps, man, he got some good slaps. So. um me honestly, man. Me come being a fan, I kind of look at rappers a little stupid if they feel like they just got to stand ten toes down mm-hmm. for uh, another nigga who who probably don't even care about them like that and fuck up their whole life, fuck up their career, fuck up their family because their family is pretty much they they pretty much taking care of their family now. Their family is fucked. Because you want to, you know, go to jail for 40, uh, 20 something years and not try to get yourself out to take care of yourself. I kind of look at them a little sideways uh, doing that. But, you know, this this is um, this, this is coming from a dude that's not a street dude. So mm-hmm. don't come for me. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, look, if he still makes a good music, I'll listen to it. <laughs> and, um Shit, people people was listening to the Kashi Sits Down for a little bit, but I guess he quit making good music, so <laughs> that kind of fucked everything up. But yeah, man, I, look, man, he he, I, I don't understand people sitting there trying to defend this. I really don't get it. Yeah, and and, and this is really what it's boiling down to, in my opinion. We got to decide whether these rappers or street niggas or if they're entertainers. Okay. Yeah. It's been boiling up to this for a while. It's time to draw the line of sand. Yeah. Either y'all are entertainers or y'all are actually doing what you rap about. Yeah. If you're doing what you rap about, don't complain if the course use your lyrics against you. Yeah. Okay. Because if you're a street nigga in abiding by the street codes, then you can't complain about anything that, that comes your way when it's time to pay the price and go to jail. You yeah, can't complain about your lyrics. Like you, you can't, that's but y'all want to, they want to come up and say, what I do is entertainment. What I do is not real. If you're an entertainer and what you write about is not real life, then you shouldn't be beholden to the street code. Yeah. So it, which means it should be okay to snitch or whatever you want to call it. And you shouldn't have to suffer in your career because of it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. They, like, they got to decide, man, because they want it both ways. They want the clout of being a street nigga, but when the law come, 
it's all entertainment. Yeah. Like y'all gotta choose, man, because it's going back and forth between what it is and what it ain't. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm getting sick of it, dog. Yeah, and then too, a lot of street niggas don't really be on the internet like that. Mm-hmm. Or they they try to hide that they're street nigga if they really want to get out that life type thing. So like you you know if you have a rapper that's try to you know move forward try to look forward and not try to play this image of I'm a bit bad street man and you know don't want to be about that life again and you know want to move forward you, you can't really do both. So I think uh, I think. That's kind of the problem too, man. I think if they if they just make good music and, you know, because look, like even with the lyrics, we had this back and forth about the whole lyrics yeah. and court and all that stuff, but even if they just did the lyrics and made the music, but actually, you know, you don't see them out and about or being around people the wrong people and all that stuff, like like I I could get down with that. But it's not just the music. It's it's them being out in clubs, being, you know, being around certain situations, fights breaking out, shootings breaking out. They're around, you know, certain people that's adding on to to it. Because the music is the I mean, if I could sit here and make a gangster album and just be in the house Monday through Friday mm-hmm. and, you know, not be out, what can they get on me? What what can they use on me? They because that's that's the part where you know they can't arrest me because of what I said on the song. They gotta somehow prove I was there, or I was around this event, or I'm cool with this person, and I was with that person at that time when so and so got killed. So I think you know it's not only the lyrics. I think just them being out and about add on to it. Yeah. And what you're running, like, why did YSL have to be a gang still? After Young Thug got famous, after Gunna got famous, after you got all these people, you making millions of dollars, you touring, putting out hit records, why y'all still got to be a gang, man? They, and, and they even went on, I want to say it was uh, Gilly the Kid and Wallow's podcast. And Wallow, uh, Gilly's, Gilly's homie who did like 20 years in prison, Yeah, like, he was talking to Young Thug and I mean he was warning them. Yeah. He was like, Y'all, y'all look, y'all, y'all need to stop. Yeah. Because this shit gonna catch up with you. And you could tell they wasn't listening or paying them no mind, man. Yeah. That dude did t- he was trying to warn them. Yeah. And exact everything he said would happen, happened. And speaking of them, they just got a key to the city. They got a key to uh to the city of Philly. For, oh, that's dope. Uh, uh Wallow and uh Gilly. So uh, they've been doing a lot of positive shit, man. So salute to them. No, but, definitely, man. But yeah, man. Like I think you know, with the the answer to your question, why they still a gang or why they still rolling around with that? I think they just in too deep. They got to the point where you know they can't just stop, and, you know, end it because they probably got beef with so and so. Yeah, and you know, you know, and um. You know, I don't know where they at in the ranking polls of gangs or anything, but if they on top of the world, they take it over the city, they ain't about to stop. They still going to be going around like they can do whatever they want. And, you know, everybody there ain't rappers. It's a, it's a lot of street niggas over there that probably feel like they going to be a career street nigga. So, 
like I, I I just think they got so far to a point where they they can't stop, man. They in too deep because even look at somebody like a uh, Jay Z. I don't want to compare them to Jay Z, but Jay Z was out in the streets too, and he hung with a certain amount of people. But you notice how he had to separate himself for him mm-hmm. to grow, because he. I, I don't think Jay Z would be where he at if he still hung out with the same people. So I think with dudes nowadays, they like to stay with each other, you know, homies for life, niggas for life, and all that stuff. And it's, it really ain't going to get you nowhere. And that's not just in music. That's in life, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, hang, I can't hang around the same people I used to hang with. Otherwise, I wouldn't even be here. I'd be focused on a, a little tiny block in Cleveland. And uh, I'll be focused on what club is popping that night. I wouldn't be focused on the career. So I think I think that's part of the problem, too. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, look, it, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, they probably were in too deep and, and probably that, that was life they knew. You know, they didn't yeah. want to be they didn't want to go legit like they, yeah. that was fucking, you know, I think Thug liked being a gang leader, man. Yeah, he liked rapping, but he liked being a gang leader too. So yeah, and like honestly, it, if you get if you if you in the streets and you getting money, you got money already. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you stop doing what you doing? <laughs> like, what you like? You they ain't gonna stop and say, you know what? Let me get a legit job. You young, you think you invincible? Yeah, we see it. Jugs start getting to you too, man. Yeah, we see it all the time with these notorious drug dealers. You know. Mm-hmm. They they keep making money and people you know people always and I'm using people loosely I'm talking about myself mm-hmm. I would be like man if I got like five million dollars I would quit and just you know live live a regular life but I don't think it's that easy man I don't think you could just get a little five ten million and just be cool you're gonna feel like the man and you're gonna feel like you're untouchable you probably got some cops in your pocket and all that shit. You feel like you'll never go to jail, and that shit always go crashing down, man. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens, man. Um, I believe uh, Young Thug's case is going to start as soon as his trial. Well, if he go, well, I don't even think he's pleaded yet. But we'll see. People people suspect he might plead guilty, and we'll see where that goes from there. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Gunna. I mean, yeah. it's funny. Nobody welcomed him home. <laughs> I think Meek Mill put out a tweet and deleted it. Damn. And everybody been either silent or shitting on him. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been kind of rough for Gunna in the industry. It's funny. Well, at least he's home. Yeah, it's funny because I was about to make a tweet like, man, all these people that ain't street people over here talking about snitching and this, snitching that, and I can't believe he ratted all this other stuff. Before the before I saw the video, and uh, thank God I probably would have had to delete my tweet too. Mm-hmm. But when I saw the video, I was just like, "Oh, that's not a good look, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a good look." Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody can even welcome him home, man. That's a damn shame. But oh well, I'm sure his family is glad he's back at least. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of rough. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I think Gun. Th- I think Thug is the only one who can stop that hate against Gunner now. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. But I don't know, man. Could get ugly. Could get very ugly. 
Um, in other legal news, Brittany Griner, somebody else is free. Star yeah. WNBA player Brittany Griner. Yeah. yeah. Give Let it me up. Applaud, 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 applaud yeah. our ladies in the building. Give it up, your girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people saying that to her when she walk in, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. But I, I think a certain selection of people might, the yeah. young MA loving crowd. <laughs> but the salute to Brittany Griner, she's finally back home. Um, it, she was uh, she was brought back as part of a prisoner exchange with Russia. The man they brought back is exactly who we the, thought they were going to trade for. The merchant of death. The merchant of death himself, Victor Boot. Who they who was so inspirational? They made a movie about him called Lord of War with Nicolas Cage, inspired by him at least. Oh, I ain't know that. <laughs> yeah, that that mm. movie was loosely based on Victor Boot. Okay. Um, and yeah, he has been called one of the most uh, prolific worldwide arms dealers in the world. <laughs> at the time he was arrested, um, he was arrested on conspiracy to kill four American politicians, I believe. And yeah, he was serving, I want to say like 25 years and he did less than half of that. And he was released for Brittany Griner. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, people are now there, people on both sides, of course, it became a, a blue and red issue. There is a, a, a man, I believe a former Marine who is still, um, in detainment in Russia over some, strange charge of espionage which is likely not true or possibly not I don't know what happened but people are upset that he's still over there and he's been over there longer and was not part of this trade and is still over there while Brittany Griner is free others are just happy that Brittany Griner is free people have been beating this drum for a long time and are happy she's back Figgy what are your take on this trade do you think we got fleeced <laughs> to answer your question yes i think we got fleeced <laughs> i mean if you look at it you know player from player look man i, I feel like we should have got more <laughs> we should got more back <laughs> no nah, but um yeah man i think look we said this from the beginning we, you know, I felt like she shouldn't have been there in the first place. That was ridiculous to be in jail over what she was in jail for. But this was bigger than that. It wasn't as simple as, oh, well, she broke the law and served the time. It wasn't as simple as that because I'm sure a lot of people got in trouble for the same thing and didn't have a nine-year sentence. So um, I think this was, this was clearly chess, and they caught – they 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 got one on on the US and they you know they 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 just knew they they knew that was the perfect chance for them to get their guy back and it was nothing the United States could do about it man because they Russia they run their own country then it ain't like it's honestly it ain't like it's China I mean well I think China might be the same might be similar situation to be honest mm -hmm. but um yeah, man, I think they just called them slipping. It was checkmate. They, um, they, they had to, they had to get her out, man. They couldn't let her sit there for nine years, man. Yeah, over that shit, and um, Russia knew it. So, um, yeah, man, they, 
had to make a trade. I was just I was just shocked that they didn't get more back for it. I ain't trying to be funny, mm-hmm. but I felt like, man, if they really wanted their guy, I would have been like, man, look, you gotta give me this, you gotta give me this American back, man. Like both of these, both of these Americans. Like this, or we gonna have to sit uh talk again in a month or something. And uh I was I was just kind of shocked at that, but um I guess the family of the guy, of the American that's over there now, put out mm-hmm. a statement, and I guess they they kind of wasn't surprised. It wasn't like a thing where, you know, they was expecting him to come home because I guess whatever he did was kind of serious. Mm-hmm. So um, they kind of know, you know, know what it is, and they wasn't really holding their breath on it. But, look, man, like I said, they caught the U.S. slipping. And that was the perfect chance for them to get 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 their guy back, which was, it was kind of smart, man. I'm not I'm not sitting there defending Russia or anything, but it was kind of smart. Uh, you know, a, a WNBA player who minded her business got caught doing something she shouldn't have been doing, and they held on to her, and um, that's that's how they got a guy back. And I think it, it's tricky too because. Now my mindset is, what about these other countries? Because there's Americans all over the world, mm-hmm. you know, working, you know, playing basketball overseas and stuff like that. So are these other countries maybe going to try to catch Americans slipping and do the same thing? And are we do we have to do we going to have to make another trade again? Is this mm. is this going to keep going on? That's the only thing I'm kind of worried about, man. But, you know. Brittany Griner, the way the the way our country is now, where you know, she was a black woman playing basketball, they couldn't just let her sit over there, man. So, you know, they couldn't they couldn't bullshit around it because it would have, you know, it would have looked bad on us. And I'm not look, man. I'm not even blame blaming the president for this. It was look. It was literally nothing he could do. Maybe maybe honestly, if Trump was in office, he probably would have talked. He he probably could have worked out some type of deal, which I think he I think he'd be working out deals with Russia anyway. <laughs> so he probably would have got her home without giving that dude up. But look, man, like that was a, that was just a fucked up situation. Called him slipping, man. They had to do it. Yeah, I mean, look, both sides did what they had to do. Honestly, yeah. like Russia played hardball because they could. You know, they know, like, look, Victor Boot being in jail makes no difference for them now because he'd been in jail. Yeah. But Brittany Griner being in jail over there was very detrimental to Biden's whole election chances, re-election chances, the yeah. Democratic Party, everybody. People have been banging that drum forever, talking about how Brittany Griner still ain't free. Y'all ain't doing enough. And it's made the presidency look bad in that respect. So yeah. he had to do what he had to do. Russia played hardball because they could. Yep. And that's what happened. So, look, I mean, I do think it's funny how when America had this guy arrested, if you look back at what people were saying, the positives were saying, they were acting like it was a huge home run for the country. They were talking about how dangerous this guy was. They were talking about how, you know, it is so go USA, we got one of the most dangerous people on earth and finally arrested him. 
And now it's no big deal. We let him go. <laughs> right? But hey, Brittany Griner's home, y'all. That's the important so, thing. So, so it, how how many more years did he have? Because I heard he he, he didn't have a lot left on his sentence. He they uh, he did less than half of his twenty five years. Okay. So he probably had a little like 12, 13, 14, something like that. Okay. But he had uh he had a, a substantial amount of time left in mm. prison. And so yeah, I I don't know. Look, yeah. I just think it's fun the propaganda when he was arrested versus when they let him go <laughs> and it's like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We got Brittany Griner though." Yeah. So, look, I'm happy she's back. And that was the only way they were going to get her back. So I'm sure they exhausted every, I mean, this took a while. I'm sure yeah. they exhausted every option and yeah. this is all they could do. They didn't want to give him up. <laughs> yeah. They didn't want to give him up, but man, they, they had to give up that spade, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you play spades, but yeah, when some, <laughs> you know, that person that it, just man. keep throwing out spades, little spades and you like, God damn, you keep, yep. how many spades do you have? <laughs> and they throw out another spade and yep. end up taking your fucking joker, man. <laughs> yep. yep. Taking your last spade. We like, God damn. <laughs> they had to do it, man. They had to do it. So. I mean, it is where it is. I, yeah, they, they got fleeced, but what can you do, man? They had all the leverage, and it is what it is. I, I, uh, how do you feel? Um, do you feel like she needs to um, move in a different way now, knowing she's back um, back in the United States? Do you feel like she needs to be a little more woke now, or? Or should she just keep going on like normal? Because remember, we kind of had the conversation with Meek when Meek mm-hmm. was in jail. And if he get home, he got to be a little more conscious and all this other stuff. Yeah. And, and, and he pretty that much didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> he pretty much said it wasn't happening. Yeah, we should have we should have <laughs> left Meek in there. Let's be real. <laughs> we probably should have left Meek in there. Speaking of that, did you see him? Um <laughs> he was he was lining. I forgot who, where he was at. He was on uh, on the football field, and he ran that route. Did you see that? I didn't see that. Oh one, my but that god! That sounds like something Meek would do. This was honestly. Let me see if I can find it. This was probably worse than the fucking uh, him trying to box. <laughs> yeah. It's for. I mean, I'm not surprised. See, I, I saw him do backflips on a trampoline at an NBA game and shit. So nothing Meek Mill does surprise me anymore, man. But yeah, all that. We were talking about how he's going to be Nelson Mandela when he came home. And he was just like, he actually got, yeah, he started acting worse. I feel. No, for real. <laughs> once man. he came back. So, but to answer your question, I don't think Brittany really needs to do anything. I mean, I'm sure she's going to, I'm sure if the U.S. doesn't have her do things, I'm sure she'll feel indebted. So I'm sure she'll be like, helping with the campaign of Joe Biden in some form or fashion, speaking about how she wouldn't even be back here if it wasn't for him. You know, I feel like she'll be used politically for promotion. And uh, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, this is him running a route. What's going on here, man? This is him running around. Billion yeah. dollar play yeah, with Michael. There you go. Okay, he hurts back there. Quarterback. Go ahead, cuz. Oh, move! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 
What was that? What was that? <laughs> like, why, why the fuck is he in the three-point stance? <laughs> Look at this, man. Like, why is he in the three-point stance right here? Like, what is he playing? Tight end? Go ahead, cuz. That was the slowest double move in the history. Double moves, man. It ran right into the guy, too. Wow. That's I'm not like you you'll think he'd line up like a receiver, right? Meek Mill never played football, man. Come on. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Meek Mill never played no damn football. He just seen that on movie once. Yeah. But um yeah, um how how you feel about the coverage of Brittany Griner? Because now they it was kind of going overboard with it. Uh I want to say a week after she got out. Mm-hmm. Because she was like the number one topic on ESPN, like oh Brittany yeah. Brittany Griner dumped the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany Griner, she ate this when she first got home. Mm-hmm. It's kind of doing play by play of her life after you know the swap. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, and I don't know if she's actually officially made a, a decision to come back and play basketball. I'm assuming she will. I mean, because you that tall, what the fuck are you going to do but play basketball? But um, I don't know, man. Um, I'm sure she'll get a huge round of applause when she first makes her comeback in the WNBA. Yeah. Um, her first speaking event, I'm sure she'll people will care a lot. But eventually, like all things, we'll stop caring. Yeah. You know, but it's good to have her back. Uh, I'm glad they got it done. But. Yeah, it's not like she's going to become a superstar oh, no, because no, no, no. of this. Yeah, I don't think so. This will be just be something crazy that happened Yeah, <laughs> at one point. Yeah, people move on. <laughs> yeah, they might make a 30 for 30 at some point about yeah. it. But it's not like she's going to be like the MJ of the WNBA yeah. <laughs> now that she's uh, back from Russia. But yeah, I'm glad I, she's back, man. How you feel about the swap? The uh, the video uh, watching the swap? Dog, I didn't think they were actually going to do it like that. They actually did it like <laughs> It was like a movie, movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> they met on the runway. Yeah. They fucking walked right by each other. Yeah. And uh, I, apparently he even said he wished her luck. Damn. The Victor Boot guy. So, yeah, yeah man. Um, it was crazy. It was weird they had video, too, and it's weird the video got out. But yeah. I guess Russia put it out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a trip to see, man. Like, damn. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it, it felt like the end of uh, Man on Fire when uh, <laughs> Denzel... Uh, swapped himself for that little white girl. What's her face? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is it like right then and there when you watch that, it looked like Russia knew they won the trade. Mm-hmm. They were celebrating. My man was like, "Yeah, <laughs> he gave him. That, <laughs> he gave that hug like when your your homeboy yeah. get out of jail Boy, after yep. ten years. That, you know that yeah. hug, that strong hug, like yeah, <laughs> nigga." Yeah, they, that, that the rapper get out of jail and record it, yeah. and get on the private jet. That's what that looked like. Uh, that, it, shit, it looked like they got finesse two times back, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that shit was funny. The U.S. looked kind of disappointed. They looked kind of salty, man. <laughs> I mean, look, man, they didn't was, want to get that man up. 
<laughs> like I said, they were acting like it was a, a fucking home run when they got that guy. <laughs> and it was a huge win for the country. And now they just had to let him go yeah. and <laughs> act like they didn't say any of that shit. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. They did what they had to do. I understand why, but yeah, it was wild that it happened. So, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> um, Other things that happened. Actually, now I think it's about time. Let's get into our year-end recap, man. All right. Let's talk about our albums of the year and our songs of the year and everything in between. A lot of hip-hop have, have dropped a lot of rap albums, a lot of good stuff. We talked about it throughout the entire year, man. Um, and we have our picks for album of the year. I have mine. I didn't like. I didn't rank them this time. Okay. Uh, last time I think I did. This time I didn't feel strongly enough to say this was number one. This was number two. Whatever. Yeah. But I do have my top five albums of the year. Um, and I'll just I'll go first. Right. I'll say my list. I have, of course, the Kendrick album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is on there. Strong comeback effort from Kendrick after a five year wait. Um, I admit I don't go back to the album a whole lot. It's a heavy listen. It's very emotional and it's not really something that picks up your spirits. But I think it's a good album. And I thought it was a good return for him. Um, and I'm glad he was successful with this tour. Um, I'm glad it all. What up, Tab? See you in the comments, man. Tab, what what's, up? What's going on, bro? We're just talking about our uh, year-end wrap-up and albums of the year and all that stuff. So we're just running that down right now. Um, and my first one, not ranked numerically, just in general, with the Kendrick album. Um, next up, I'll go the Freddie Gibbs album, Soul Sold Separately. That's mine, too. <laughs> yeah, two of mine. With that. Like I said, I, I was not, when we reviewed it, I was not looking forward to it because I thought Gibbs was going to be on some corny shit like he is in his social media. Me, too. But this album is actually really good, man. It was very strong. Production was on point. Raps were on point. Um, I was very, very excited to, it was a great listen. I recommend it to anybody who just wants to hear good rap. Yeah. I put that in my top five. Yeah. I, I ain't gonna lie. I might have that number one. Might, might be my favorite album. I wouldn't. Because. I wouldn't. I haven't I ranked any, and I haven't ranked anything, but that might be my favorite album. I wouldn't knock you for it, man. Um, Tab asked, did y'all review the new Dolph album? I didn't know you put one out. Is it a like a new new album or like a Tupac new album or like something? Like a posthumous, yeah, what's a posthumous yeah. mix of songs, or was it like a finished album before he died? Yeah, I'm not I sure. I, I did I see know. it, I didn't listen to it because I thought it was probably gonna be like a posthumous album. Yeah, I know it's like, but is it was it finished before he died? That's when I want to know, or was okay, 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 I'll check it, I'll check it. So, um, is it is it easy for you to listen to, um, uh, like when street rappers get killed? Is it easy for you to just listen to their music like normal, or especially new music? It's kind of it's kind of tough for me because, like, Dolph got a new album, and mm -hmm. we probably know the topic, <laughs> a discussion yeah. on the album. 
it's hard for me to listen to rappers like that, uh, their new projects, where it's like, you know, where they just talked about violence and all this other stuff. Like, it's hard for me, or it, it's also hard for me to listen to people like Juice World when, you know, if they have a new album and you listen to it and they, you know, the, the emo shit that he talks about is on the album and it's like, mm-hmm. damn, I could think of nothing. Like, it, it's, it, it's hard for me because it's like, damn, I'm, this dude is literally talk. It, it sounds like he's talking about dying. Yeah. So it, it it's always hard for me to listen to people uh, rappers when they pass rappers like that. No, I agree. I felt the same way about Pop Smoke and his music. Yeah, um, especially like I remember he remade Many Men on his last album, yeah. and at the the last words were something like "I got it on me, run up if you want to." All I could think of is okay, they did. Yeah, like it's hard. It's hard to listen to music where it's like a rapper is daring somebody to come kill them, mm. and then they die violently. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is strange, man. It, it's kind of tough, but I mean, I can't listen to it. I'll check the new Dolph, man. I'll check it. So the, the tab says there's not much gunplay on a new Dolph album. It's just getting money music now. Okay, I'm with that. I'm gonna check it. Well, I'll check out the uh well, that might have to be a new year review. Yeah. But uh well, I'll check that for the uh the podcast eventually. Um so now my top five of the year, I had uh Kendrick number not number anything, but Kendrick, Freddie Gibbs. I'll go ahead and put that Black Star album up there too, man. No fear okay. time, most deaf, Talib Quali. Now I still, I still hate I still hate how this album was released. It's yeah. still only on that bullshit fucking streaming app for books. And <laughs> that's not even for music, luminosity or whatever the fuck it is. You need to send me the album, man. I still I ain't get, I'll, I'll give you the link, man. I, I, I keep forgetting, but I'll give you the link. Um, but, I mean, I will give you a, a legal download. <laughs> FBI, don't arrest me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, look, it did live up to 20 years of waiting, but it was still a very good album. I felt that Talib surprised me. He was very, he sounded good on this album, man. Um, most Def did what he did. I'm not going to say he sounded like prime most Def. He didn't, but he came on strong and the album was great, man. It was not going to say it was worth the wait because it was a long ass wait, <laughs> but it was a great, great album. Great to hear them put out quality music again. Matt Lib did all the beats. So of course <laughs> production was on point. And it was a hot album, man. I like seeing them perform on SNL with Dave Chappelle, too. I thought that was a dope moment for hip-hop. So, yeah, man, that's up there, too. No Fear of Time by Most Def, Talib Kweli, Black Star. Yeah. Um, next up, I will go with the uh, Black Thought and um, Danger Mouse album, Cheat Codes. I like that album a lot, man. I keep going back to it. Um you know, black, you know, fucking black thoughts gonna do his thing lyrically, but the production was really good on this as well. Danger Mouse really laced him up with production, and this is the best solo black thought album of ever, in my opinion. Um, and ranks upon his best work. So I put that up there Black Thought, Danger Mouse, Cheat Codes. Mm. And last but not least, I'll go King's Disease 3 by Nas. Okay. 
It hurts Jay fan to put a Nas album in the top five, but I can't deny greatness, man. <laughs> I got to say, this album is really good. Great album to end the year with. Very strong. Great production. Nas came with it, lyrically, of course, like he always does. So, yeah, nothing else to say about it, man. Just great album. Check it out if you're a fan of hip-hop, man. Even fucking Ian Rappaport. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Did I he guess. say something? Did he? Did you see that tweet? No. Ian Rappaport, like randomly a week ago or something, just started talking about how much he loves the Nas album and how he's glad he listened to it. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me find the fucking tweet, man. Cause now I gotta look this up. That's wild, man. It was so. Was it? Yeah, it was Ian Rappaport. Hold on. Okay, this fool went and said, uh, this new Nas album is exactly what everyone said it would be and more. Absolute fire emoji. I feel like I've been transported in time. Best album I listened to in years. Then he did like a follow-up tweet (laughs) about how he was at the show uh, where I guess a Jay-Z show where Nas came out. And and after right after the beef and all that stuff and how he's a big Nas fan, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is how I see all Nas fans now, looking like Ian Rappaport. Oh yeah, I see it now. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, damn, this yeah. was like, yeah, damn, okay. <laughs> so apparently, Ian Rappaport is a huge Nas, a huge Kings Disease Three <laughs> fan and a huge Nas fan. <laughs> Look and at, he said it was the best album he's heard in years. Look at this. So Ian Rappaport listening to Nas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Man, yeah, the con- getting all the memes and shit. With Ian Rappaport running the Nas. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's too funny, man. Too yeah. funny. Not but Nas done had a a, a a crazy year, man. From being dissed to by Twenty One Savage to doing a song with him, to dropping this. We didn't album. even talk about that song. How you feel about that song? I mean, it was cool. It was cool. I'm glad they did it. I'm glad yeah. they hooked up for it. Um, and yeah, it's just good to see, you know, beef being settled like that instead of Nas coming out with a statement or some shit or some goofy back and forth. So yeah, they kept it hip hop, man, and I respect that. So. Yeah, and I don't think I think Twenty One was a smart guy. I don't think he meant to disrespect Nas, man. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think he just got caught up in a discussion, and he just disagreed with somebody saying whatever they said. Yeah, but and, and I don't t- think he meant to disrespect to Nas. Obviously, he did because he did a song with him. Yeah, and then too, you know, he still be on Clubhouse. Yeah, and uh, he be on there with a lot of uh, East Coast people. And they be on there having discussions. They be, you know, arguing, having discussions about music, about R&B and all this other stuff. And I think he was trying to make a point. And, you know, of course, it get twisted up and we start talking about it. But I don't think he meant it like, you know, this dude is trash and irrelevant type thing. Yeah. I think he actually has some type of point to it. But, you know, I, you know. It's it's hard to sit there and say Nas is irrelevant. Say the words Nas is irrelevant. Yeah, and you know everything be cool. Yeah, 
I'm glad they uh they they linked back up and and fixed it that way. Oh yeah, I found a follow up tweet by Ian Rappaport. He said, "If you came here for Nas stories, which I don't think anybody who follows him did, here's more. The night of Super Bowl thirty eight, something fifty. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I lost the the ability to read long Roman numerals. But uh, I went to a Nas concert, and he was still beefing with Jay Z. <laughs> there were rumors Hove would show up. Man." 30 minutes in, he was there and it was electric. Everyone was whispering about it. Nas killed it, of course. How did so I, I miss this? Nas concert that Jay-Z showed up to at uh, Super Bowl 48, by the way. Super Bowl 48, not 38, my bad. Couldn't even read that shit right. Super Bowl 48, a Nas concert where Jay showed up. And what year was that? Wait. This is like 2013. Nas was still not beefing with Jay Z in 2013. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't know what that think means, so. but yeah. Uh, but so he uh, he also posted a picture of Jay Z and Beyonce after the show as well. So just to mm. prove to y'all who don't know he's down <laughs> with the culture that he was there. That's crazy. That's How did true. I miss that tweet? That is um, wild, I was man. At it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing at it, but uh, yeah. So shout out to Nas for having a, a great album to close the year with, and that's my top five, man. To run it again, my top five albums of this year that I chose were Kendrick Missing Around the Big Steppers, Freddie Gibbs Soul Sold Separately, No Fear Time, Black Star, Black Thought Cheat Codes, and King's Disease Three. A few honorable mentions I'll mention only built for infinity link. Well, let me, let me put yours first, man. Let me, I want to know what your top five you ranked them, right? Uh, not really. I, okay. I will say my number one album is probably the Freddie Gibbs album, the rest okay. of them just all over the place. Okay, but, let me hear the rest of them, man. Yeah, so you know, I, I liked uh, Freddie Gibbs album is number one for me. Uh, you mentioned the Kendrick album, that's on my list. Uh, mm-hmm. King's Disease, that's on my list as well. I think that's I think that's an uh, amazing album of the year. But um, one you didn't mention, I don't know if you got this in the um, you know album. Maybe uh, I guess the what you call it the uh, honorable mention. Honorable mentions, yeah. yeah. I really like that game album, man. <laughs> oh, really? I thought that was. I was, a, I was thinking about that too. That, I was like, hmm. It, yeah. was, it was actually pretty decent. That was a good album. And spoiler alert: I might have a song on there as the song of the year for me. Oh wow! wow. <laughs> Which is kind of shocking. But the um, Doug song. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like the game album a lot. Um, and the other album, to be honest, man, I, I. I I kind of like the I, I like the Drake and Twenty One Savage album, man. I thought that was a really good project, man. I um I know this list is kind of cheesy for me. I ain't really go d- deep in the sticks in the hip hop sticks, but um I just kind of I guess the way I I listen to music now, I don't really be trying to search for new shit. Like I either listen to new music that pop out in front of in front of me, or either I listen to old shit. I, I listen to you know shit that been out for years, but um, 
I really like the Drake and 21 Savage album, man. I ain't know what I was going to think of this album, but uh, I still listen to joints from that album to this day. And um, the, the album did pretty good this year. And, um, yeah, man, that that's real quick, my top five albums. Uh, you had three of mine. Uh, I put the game, um, the game album in there too, um, but yeah, it, I think it was a um, yeah that Drake and Twenty One Savage was a really good album for me, and so I I put that in there. Yeah, I'm not mad at it, man. I think I put that as an honorable mention for me as well. I mean, it was a, a I know there's a dude who, who listens to the podcast drunk who thinks I hate Drake and hated that album. <laughs> I like the album, man. I don't know what else you want me to say, dog. <laughs> I, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, that album is good, man. And I go back to a few joints. I don't, I, don't, I don't listen to the whole thing, but it was a good album. Way better than the honestly never mind that he dropped earlier this year, which mm-hmm. I think even Drake fans want to forget about at this point. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a good album, man. Um, I also had the uh, Quavo and Takeoff, only yeah. built for Infinity Links album in the honorable yeah. mention. Heroes and Villains, Metro Boom was a pretty good. I put the Yeet as well. Good workout music, man. Um, yeah, that dude is weird. I, I'm I can't call myself a fan of this dude because he's <laughs> fucking he's a weird guy, man. But um, the album is hype, man. It's good workout music, so I put that there too. Now my songs of the year. Um, a few of these I already got in my albums, but uh, my songs of the year, and again, no real, real. Actually, this might be in a kind of a order but number one i probably put the black thought believe song with mf doom i played that song a lot man like i played it when i first heard it i just it was on re, it was on loop and i just listened to it non-stop dog and i still go back to it and it's t- <laughs> it still feels fresh so that is definitely up there for me songs of the year in my top five um even though this song came out Technically, in December of last year, I still put it up there because I bump it all the time. The album came out this year. It's Earl Sweatshirt, 2010. Mm. I play a song a lot. Oh, man. his album like, did. Lot, come, did this album come out this it year? Did. The sick oh, album shit. did. Damn, that's I don't go crazy. back to the whole album, but I go back to a few songs. Damn. And that, and there's another song, the very last that, song. The I, last I song, I yeah. Back to. Yeah, I go yeah. back to that song a lot. Yeah, that's a great Fire song. in the Hole. Fire in the Hole, yep. Yeah. So, but 2010 is a song I just keep on replay, man. To this day, I still listen to it a lot. Mm. So that's in my top five as well. Now, Quavo Takeoff featuring Young Thug and Gunna for Chocolate. I play that song a whole lot, man. When I first heard it, I played on replay as well. These are all songs I just kept on repeat when yeah. I first heard them, man. It's like you listen to an album and you hear that one song, you don't want to go any further than that. You just yeah. want to keep playing it back. That's what I did here with Quavo Takeoff, Young Thug and Gunner. Man, I have, a, I have a lot of songs like that where I just put it yeah. on repeat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and literally play that shit the whole yeah, ride to you work. Play it out, man. Yeah. <laughs> And then like a month later, you don't want to hear it no more because you don't (laughs) play it too much. But uh, yeah, I put that song up there. I listen to it a whole lot. Black Star, So Be It. I think it's probably the strongest song, in my opinion, on that album. So I put it up there as well. There's a video for it, too. Um, So yeah, I love that song. And I'll put Vince Staples. He dropped an album this year. 
called Ramona Park Broke My Heart. He has a song on it called When Sparks Fly. And I put that in as my song of the year, too. Um, in my top five, man. Good song, crazy beat. The beat is insane. Um, and I like the song, so I put that in my top five as well. So to recap that, Black Star Belize or Black Thought Belize, Quavo Takeoff, Chocolate, Earl 2010, Black Star So Be It, then Staples When Sparks Fly for my top five songs of the year. Biggie, I want to hear yours now, man. All right, all right. So um, one of mine, let me get to my little list. So one of mine, I don't think we even talked about this song, but um, this is one of my favorite songs of the year, uh, ASAP Ant. I, I know you're familiar with ASAP yeah. Ant. He got a song with ASAP Rocky called The God Hour. I like that song. Yeah. That song is so hard, man. My workout playlist, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that song. Yeah, I love that song. Uh, so that's one of my um, favorite songs of the year. Uh, I like the Kendrick. I think the Kendrick song, "The Heart Part Five. Yeah, that that was really that was a really good song. I like that song. I might have overplayed that song. And honestly, mm-hmm. I think people overplayed that song too. Yeah. Uh, I I they had that in the playlist at uh, Texas Training Camp. So every time I hear that song, I think about <laughs> Texas Training Camp now. Uh, the uh, third one. This this. A little shocker, man, but that Hotel Lobby song, I like that Hotel Lobby song, Quavo. And, oh, yeah. I, and, sh- I probably should have put off. that in there, too, but I couldn't put two off the same album. Yeah. But, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite that's songs a, of the year, Man, too. that song is hard. And when I first heard mm-hmm. that song, remember, we was kind of fati- – we was kind of – I don't want to say we shouldn't know the Migos, but we were like, uh, are they are they done? Did they fall off? And when that song came out, I'm like, this shit is hard. I'm like, maybe they don't need uh, Offset <laughs> because that shit was hard. Take off, he, yep. to me, I that was probably uh, his verse pretty much sold the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uh, his first verse pretty much stole the song. That was one of my favorite songs of the year. Uh, I, oh, shit. Hold on. I lost my, lost my damn list. Hold on. Hold on. Hmm. But uh yeah, so uh the God Hour, uh the Heart Part Five, uh Hotel Lobby, uh so uh, I I'm a, I'm gonna name this one last because I don't wanna put this in my t- uh top five yet because the song just came out mm-hmm. and I've been playing this is probably my most played song of the year. <laughs> but uh but this song, I like this future song, Future Gunner and Young Thug. This song called Four Nut. That song been on my playlist too. This was on Future's album. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so I don't think I you heard it. heard it. But uh I've been playing that song heavy too. And uh in the last one, um, I like the uh I like the uh uh Pusha T and Jay Z the neck and wrist. I felt like that was a hard song for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's my that's my uh, that's pretty much my song of the year. Not that song, but the list. But uh, so this song recently came out. Uh, I'm about to mention, and um, I think it's too early for me to put this as a song of the year, so I ain't gonna do it. Mm-hmm. But Sheck West came out with a song called Pain. Oh, okay. I know. You still putting he, out music. I didn't either. Uh, I actually wrote... Uh, so, whenever I open title, I 
go to the new tracks and just let it play. And I came across that song. I'm like, who is this? And I see it was Shaq West. He, I think the song just came out last week. Yeah, like two weeks ago. I want to say a week or two weeks ago, yeah. But I've been playing this song damn near every day. It's hard, man. Huh? It should sound hard. I'm listening to it right now. Yeah, it's yeah. I've been playing that song every fucking day, man. I think the song ain't nothing but like a minute 30. But I've been playing that song every day. And that's probably my most streamed song of the year. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Um, uh, some other mentions, too. I like the Nas Don't Shoot song, and I'm like the mm-hmm. I'm on fire song. Okay. Another song, too, um, Duke Deuce, uh, Black Ops. I like that mm-hmm. song. Um, that album was pretty good, too. I should have mentioned that album, but um, that, was a pretty, that was a pretty good song. And, um, yeah, man. Yeah. Nice. Um, now, people are going to ask why we didn't have the uh, Pusha T album in our top five. Honestly, man, I just don't go back to that album a whole lot. I liked it when it came out. And maybe, like, it was, it's a good album. But for me personally, like, I like Daytona so much yeah. that when it came out, it was a disappointment to me. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was as good. But I think it was a good. It had some solid joints on there, man. I thought it was a good album. But, yeah, maybe the, the come down from... Uh, from Daytona is what soured me a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. What about you, man? Uh, yeah, I would look. I I would. It's it's not my top five, but I would definitely put it. I would probably say top ten, maybe ten. Mm-hmm. I would have it at ten. But um, like you said, I agree with you. I think I was expecting Daytona, and I knew I wasn't gonna get Daytona. But still, in my mind, I would. I remember when Daytona hit. And I was just yeah. like, damn, all of this shit is fire. Yeah. Everything sound good. And, you know, it that that album wasn't this. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, I thought it was a good album, but my mindset was on Daytona, and it wasn't that. Yeah. But that's another one um, I should put in my top, I mean, my honorable mentions for a song, that Hear Me, Clear Me, Hear Me Clearly song from Pusha T. Yeah, is another one that I played a whole lot this year, man. Yeah, that song is crazy. The beat is insane. One of Kanye's most best, most recent beats. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, man. That those are the official gems and juice albums of the year, songs of the year. If you ain't checked them yet, check them out. Um. And yeah, that's what we recommend. So. There you go. If you got some different lists, if you think we missed some people, let us know. Hit the comments. Hit the, you know how to reach us, man. Let us know what you think we missed or what you think your picks were for the songs of the year, albums of the year. And yeah, we'll discuss that as well, man. Mm-hmm. So with that said, other things we got to, we got to speed run some things. We missed a whole lot of stuff, man. Yeah. So we got to <laughs> recap some topics from this past week. And we'll start, I guess, let's revisit this whole Deion Sanders thing, man, okay? <laughs> uh, Deion Sanders, of course, now this is funny because we had a discussion with Matt Hatta on yeah. the podcast a, a couple yeah. Wednesdays ago, <laughs> and he was asking if we thought Deion Sanders was going to leave, and we said, yeah. yeah. And he said, you know, why? He has enough money. And I told him, you could always have more money. Yeah, and, and I think I might have said – he ain't going to no damn Colorado. 
we none of us we didn't think he was going to Colorado. I, I know. I think I might have said he's not going to Colorado. Yeah, you did. Like, why would you he did. go to Colorado? I think I might have that might have came out of my mouth. You did. Now I remember because I, <laughs> and I agreed. I didn't think he was going to go to. A, uh, I thought he was going to be a big school. You said Florida State. I thought that made sense. Yeah. Um, but he went to Colorado, man. Yeah. Um, everything <laughs> we we predicted was true except what school he would go to. Um, he's going to Colorado. He's leaving Jackson State. Um, he made a statement about it recently. He put the he's doing a Deion Sanders thing. It's been a hot topic because he has been uh there there are sellout allegations going around. The uh, black people feel certain types of ways about it. There is one side of people who believe that he did what he could for them. He brought the program up. Now he should be able to go get more money elsewhere. Other people think that he kind of sold them a dream that he didn't really follow through on. People think he should have stayed longer to uplift the whole system and not just himself while he was there. And that he really could have boosted HBCUs as a whole, but he left for the first PWI that gave him a lot of money. So, um, what do you think about this, Biggie? Is Deion Sanders a sellout or not? Nah, I don't think so, man. I think. Look, how many man, lashes did Deion Sanders get in your eyes? How many what? <laughs> how many lashes? Have you seen that video? Nah. You haven't seen that video, dog. Mm-hmm. There's a video of Dion of uh, Dr. Umar with a belt, <laughs> and he's oh, like, I know what you told. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thousand <laughs> lashes for what? Snow Bunny loving Shannon Sharp for what he said about Kyrie Irving. And he snapped the belt. <laughs> I think he got a lot, man. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so, uh, what do you think about this whole thing, man? I think. Look, man, I think a lot of a lot of coaches do this. A lot of coaches, you know, they commit to a school. They say they'll never leave. They're here for life and all this other stuff. And then they get another opportunity and they dip. So I think he did that, man. Look, he ain't have to go to Jackson State, man. And he he went there. I didn't think he was even interested in coaching. And he actually went there. He, I think he, I think he lived there. He, look, he did what he did. He put that school on the map. That's look. ESPN went out to that school for get, for college game day. They never. I don't think they ever been there before. And um, yeah, man, look, man. He at the end of the day, I don't like people always say he got enough money. You could never have enough money. If he could, if, if another school offer him six million dollars, and this school is only giving them two, he gonna go to get the six. Like, look, man, he did what he did at that school. Now his son is going to Colorado, so I thought it made perfect sense. Uh, would I want him to, you know, stick around in Jackson State for a couple more years? Maybe. But I think he did what I think he did a good job there. He got some people to go there, and uh, if he if he want to leave, I have no problem with that, man. Because look, a lot of people honestly, I think he could have got a uh, he could have got a job at a regular college if he wanted to. Maybe not like a big school, not Florida State or nothing, but 
I'm sure he could have went to a regular school and, you know, did his stay there and, you know, kept it moving. But he went to Jackson, Jackson State. So I have no issue with that. I do have an issue with people feel like he need to stay there forever. Like, damn, like, this dude got a family. He got a son. Let that man do what he want to do, man, because he, he ain't have to be there. So I, I had no problem with him leaving. He didn't he didn't quit and say, you know, I'm done with this and I'ma just go roll in my millions. Like he's still moving on, man. So I'm kinda I kinda like this Deion Sanders, the coach guy. That like I don't care for his little speeches in the in the locker room, but I kinda like him the way he's moving. I I I'm really intrigued by it because now you start to see these bigger colleges keeping an eye on them because I don't think I don't think people was that serious about him, you know, being a coach. So now you have people like, oh, maybe he could end up at A&M. Or, oh, maybe he could end up at Florida State. So now they take it a little more serious. And, you know, I think he did help the city of Jackson. Uh, uh, Jackson City. Or I don't even know how you promote Just Jackson, I guess. Jackson, Mississippi. He helped out Jackson, yeah. Mississippi. And, uh I can't be mad at that, man. I can't sit here and pout and be like, oh, no. Like, he's supposed to commit. It's a bunch of white college, uh, white white uh, coaches that just dip out and leave all the time. So, uh, I think that's that's the way of the business in it, 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 the NCAA. So, salute to him, man. I hope he have a successful time in Colorado. I'm a little disappointed with the Colorado, though. Yeah. Like, what the hell is in Colorado? <laughs> but, you know, his son committed there, so I guess it makes sense. So I guess he'll be coaching his son. Yeah. I mean, I think there are points on both sides. My my whole thing has always been, like, look, I've grown up knowing who Deion Sanders is, and I've grown up Know a type of person, the type of persona he's put out in front of the media. So I was shocked that people thought he suddenly became Martin Luther King. Like I was shocked that people actually thought he was gonna try to uplift black people in the system. Like Dion always been about Dion, man. Dion, his is got his, he was rapping at one point. He was singing had a song called "Must Be the Money." Must be the money. <laughs> yeah, he was doing the most. And it was pre-social media, and he was doing the most. It's always been about Deion Sanders, man. If you watch the content he was putting out for the uh, uh, the program, it was always centered around him. It was always centered around the people who were hating on him. Hey, look at me walking through the opposing field, and they coaches, and look what they say to me, but I don't care. I'm going to keep it pushing because I'm a baller. <laughs> like, okay, man. Shit like that. It, it was self-promotion. And it was obvious what he was doing. So I'm just, I'm not surprised he left. I'm not surprised he took the bag. It's just, I'm more surprised people actually thought he was going to uplift the whole system and be like an MLK type figure <laughs> for black people, man. He's Deion Sanders, man. Yeah. He's, he's always been an entertaining guy, but he's always been like a self serving guy as well. Yeah. You know, Bomani Jones made some points. Um, about the fact that why he took the Jackson State job in the first place, he didn't want to be an assistant. Mm. And that was probably the only school 
that would take him on as a first-time head coach mm. for a program. That makes and sense. now he's going to Colorado because that's probably the only school that'll take him and pay him that much. Yeah, that makes so, sense. It does. I mean, you're going from a HBCU to a school of like a 1.2% black population. <laughs> like, only black people are on the sports teams, man. Yeah. So, yeah, you're going from the blackest school to the whitest school, like literally. So... You can clearly he has no social serving agenda. Clearly, he's not trying to uplift the race per se. He is trying to uplift himself and his family, and that's his prerogative, man. Yeah. I, I for that. I don't look for these black celebrities to fucking save us, man. I yeah. just don't personally. So I don't care, but. It is funny how people act like Jackson State can keep what they had going without Deion Sanders. Yeah, the blue, he left the blueprint. He what is what is the blueprint he left? Yeah, Deion Sanders and have a bunch of attention on you. Yeah, no other coaches can come in there. No other yeah. coach, period, can go around acting like Deion Sanders did at Jackson State. Man, yeah, shitting on other coaches, talking like he was talking. And talking about the school (laughs) in general and how bad they are and their facilities and all that shit. Only Deion Sanders had the clout to do shit like that, man. Nobody else can come with the swag he had and be accepted. So I don't know what they mean by he left the blueprint because nobody is going to be able to come and follow what Deion Sanders did at Jackson State. And honestly, I think Deion Sanders did a lot. But, man, like, at the end of the day, man, we got to be honest with each other, man. Uh, HB, I love HBCUs, man. If I went to college, I would have went to I, I probably would have went to one. But, man, these PWIs, they, they, running the, they running the game, man. So, you know, I think he, um, Tab made a good point. Uh, he had Jackson State undefeated. Which is mm-hmm. good, man. They, they college game day went out there to him, but I don't. I think it's but so far they can get, man. Like it's unfortunate. I wish it wasn't like that, but man, they, like I don't think it will ever get to a point where they're gonna be in the same breath or the same sentence as like a, a Texas A and M, who, by the way, wasn't even that good this year. I just don't. I just think it's it's so much money invested into these PWIs. You got all all type of different boosters and stuff like that. Money, opportunity. So you know, yeah. I think I think he did leave Jackson State in a better place. As far as the blueprint, I don't know how, what that means. I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe more people would consider going there. More athletes consider going there now. I don't know. But with the, you know, with the uh, NILs and all that stuff, man, I, I just think it's hard for, you know, uh, HBCUs to be on the map when it comes to sports. Just like, you know, being the same, you know, sentence as, you know, other big colleges like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's tough regardless, but he did what he had to do. The kids didn't seem too brokenhearted about it. 
You know, yeah. they spoke positively about it. I think they understand. So, yeah, um, it was funny. And when he was leaving, he told them not to jump in the transfer portal. <laughs> <laughs> Don't thank y'all all that because y'all undefeated. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's Deion Sanders, man. He's gonna do what Deion Sanders does, and he's an entertaining guy. You know what you're getting when you get him. Um, I don't know if he can turn around a school like Colorado, but I think if he does, he will have jobs lined up from here to wherever if he can turn that school around. But uh, so I'm we'll curious. I'm curious because you know when he first took this Jackson State job. I thought it was going to be like a bit where he just do it for a little bit and then go back to TV or go back to whatever he was doing. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious, like, do he really do he really want to do this? So let's say the Colorado job go well. They, you know, they end up becoming ranked somehow. And he get a, is he looking to move to a bigger college? Is he just going to take this coaching thing to the next level or he just – Messing around with it, man, because this is it's really intriguing. I never thought I'd see Deion Sanders coaching. Yeah, same here. Because this dude had a reality show, you know, with his family. He he was on NFL Network cutting up. He, I mean, he prime time, man. He would just he he ain't got to do a damn thing. And the last thing I thought he was going to be doing was coaching. So uh, I'm kind of curious what the future is for Deion Sanders as far as coaching. I mean, I think with everything else in his life, he'll do it until he don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, I think he'll take it as far as he can on the college level. He's already said he won't go to the NFL. Mm. And I can't see him being in the NFL. No, man. Man. I, he, <laughs> it, I, that's not going to work. Yeah. The way he talks is not going to fly in the NFL locker room. And I, I think mean, he, he know he it, too. That. He, yeah. He know it. He basically said, I don't know how to coach somebody who making millions. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's talking about he wants to. Yeah, so that that wouldn't work. But I do. I could see him being a a a coach of a big college man. Um, I could see him taking it there. Um, and I mean, if he can turn his program around, he'll have jobs lined up for him, man. Yeah, it's crazy because not only did he change the uh, uh, Jackson State, but even other colleges were. Like he was like the man. Like whenever they go on the road, they were places would sell out because Jackson State was coming to town. Like I, I wish I, I wish I would have knew ahead of time. But he came here to TSU, and I would love to go to that game just because. And you know, I never went yeah, to it. That a t- was the week uh, takeoff got killed. Yeah, that's what he, he was told making him. that video and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I think that game was sold out too, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, man, I w- I would have went to that game if I knew ahead of time, and you know I don't be going to no uh, TSU games, but I think just him being prime time helped that helped that city a lot, man. No, it did, man. It had him on college game day and everything, so. Yeah, no, so I, I can't be mad. I can't be sitting here mad at him because he went to Colorado. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did what he what he felt he had to do, man. I don't I don't really care either way, honestly. I I did really didn't. I don't know why people bought into this idea that he really wanted to uplift this entire system and change everything. Yeah. Like he's Deion Sanders, man. He's not he's not fucking Marcus Garvey, dog. 
<laughs> let's let's let it go with these some of these celebrities and acting like they're supposed to lead us to the promised land, man. They're not. Yeah. So it is what it is. Um, other things that happened this week. Oh yeah, speaking of takeoff, um, they found the guy who allegedly murdered him. It is a uh, HPD had a press conference. They announced it. Two men were arrested. One for the murder. Another for, I guess, uh, having a weapon at the time. Um, yeah, the man was named DJ Pat. DJ from, of course, the Houston area. Um, I forget the de- details of his background, but basically he was a club DJ. Um, they didn't really say what he was doing there or who he was affiliated with, but um, they found him. And this flies in the face of a lot of conspiracy theories that were flying around the Internet. Everybody was wrong about it. <laughs> DJ Academics was wrong. Everybody there, wild shit, talking about Quavo brother killed, like oh, all the crazy yeah. shit around the internet, and none of it was true. And the police said they they found the evidence through forensics. They got fingerprints on a wine bottle as well as gun residue and all this stuff. They had to go in a lab for it. It wasn't <laughs> like I've seen this as well too. People saying, "Oh, mob ties just gave these are the fall guys for mob ties." <laughs> They found these guys. They they didn't turn themselves in. They found these guys using evidence that they had to cook up in the lab. So it's not no conspiracy theory. There was no front fall guy that Bob Tides put out there. So, uh, yeah. Tabs, see, Tab, you on that shit too, man. I see Tab on the conspiracy <laughs> shit. You say, I don't see how they're going to pin the takeoff shooting to him. Police obviously have some sort of evidence, but I don't know. Interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, they do have evidence, man. Nobody came out to talk. That's one thing they admitted as well on the uh, press conference. Like, no, all the people there, 50 people in the fucking party were there when Takeoff got killed. None, nobody came forward to talk, really. Mm. So they had to get this through evidence. They had all this shit, camera footage, everything they had to piece together. And they believe they have their guy. Um, I don't know if he's confessed to it or not. I don't know what's going on. But, um, yeah, man, I, I think it might be a case closed at this point. I don't know. We'll see. But, Figgy, what do you think about this whole thing, man? Yeah, I ain't going to lie, man. I was kind of uh, leaning towards what Tad was talking about, too. Because just seeing the reaction when um, everyone found out who it was, and apparently he was a pretty popular guy in Houston, and a lot of people know him. And just seeing the comments when they put his face out there, everybody was like, "Pat, no, man, that no, this gotta be lies, or no, this ain't true." And you know, I don't know the I don't know the guy at all, so I ain't about to sit here and cape for him and say what's you know he ain't do this. But just from the reaction from people. It seemed like he wasn't even that type of guy. <laughs> but, you know, people that know him could be biased or probably are biased. But that's the reaction I seen uh, whenever um, it was announced that he was the person that killed uh, Takeoff. So, um, honestly, man, I don't know what to think, man. This is this is crazy. I don't think he was in any other videos. Uh, I don't think people saw any uh, him in the videos at all. So I I really don't know what to think, man. Maybe look, maybe you know, 
there probably was his fingerprints on the wine glass or the wine bottle and the the, the gun resin, all that stuff. But this this shit is bizarre, man. <laughs> like I would have never thought it was this. It didn't, and especially I don't know if it's because of the um, the internet detectives or what. But remember, it was another dude. They, it seemed like they were trying to pin in the one that the dude from Fifth Ward or something, Fifth Ward Cam mm-hmm. or something. It seemed like he was about to go down for it, but uh, come to find out, he was already facing the charge. Uh, a gun charge or something, which was weird because one of the news report, one of the news outlets actually reported that, and that was kind of I'm like, man, that's kind of weird for Fox News to to uh, write an article about that, saying the guy they think killed uh, Takeoff is in jail for a gun charge, and that's that's kind of weird because you don't really get news stations tweeting stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. usually more of the say cheese uh, outlets and shit, but uh, so I, I was actually shocked that this guy was the uh, I guess allegedly the the killer. So uh, I honestly don't know what to think, man. We've been talking about court cases and trial and evidence and all this other stuff all night. And to me, this is another twist. I don't think it's just a plain and simple, this guy did it and that's it. But um, this was super strange, man. And I believe I believe it. Maybe, maybe that's why it took so long to get somebody because nobody mm-hmm. was talking. But um, it's just hard for me to not think that maybe mob ties or, you know, Somebody got some, you know, hookups in the back where they, you know, throwing somebody to the wolves and having them take the fall. It's hard for me to, you know, I can't just hear that and say you're ridiculous. I can't help but to, you know, I can't help not to think that. But um, this whole situation was is bizarre, man. And um, if he the one that did it, man, I hope he, you know, spend the rest of his life in jail, man, because takeoff should still be with us but um it just seemed kind of weird man like i said the reaction on the internet when they found out was him was like wow like he don't even he ain't even that type of person or he he ain't even no violent person he don't be walking around with no guns and you know he ain't even about that life type thing so um that's what made me think like hmm like maybe like, is it a little conspiracy thing going on, or they trying to throw somebody to the wolves, or they trying to cover up for somebody? So that's what made me think of that. Now, it, it, that's what made me think of that. So I don't, I really don't know, but this shit is crazy, and I don't think it's far from over. Yeah, I mean, you have to keep in mind that takeoff was killed by accident. Yeah, you know. It's not like a stone cold murderer was trying to kill him. Yeah. Somebody was just letting off shots in the air and, and something hit take I, off. I think that's what made it worse, man. That yeah. This guy wasn't even involved with what was going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this ain't a thing where two people got into it, somebody ended up dead. And, you know, it's like, well, he shouldn't have did that. He was at the wrong, you know, he, he should have stopped talking shit. So I think this would make make the whole situation even hard, uh, harder and even worse. 
Yeah, I'm doing some research again, too. They said detectives on the case alleged Clark had the guy, DJ Pat, had a gun in one hand and a wine bottle in another when he was caught on camera firing the weapon. Those bullets allegedly struck takeoff. Fingerprints on a wine bottle or what detectives say helped identify Clark to the authorities. They went on to say that Clark searched for information about the case online and also searched his name and age in relation to the case. His attorney claims he did not know he was a prime suspect in the rapper's death. And yeah, I think he was put at like a million dollars bond. And apparently he was searching for tickets to leave America online. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, anything could happen, I guess. But the, yeah. the mob ties must be on some Illuminati type shit to, to set all this up on a fall guy like that. That's all I'm saying. But <laughs> look, we'll, we'll, the trial will happen and we'll see. But. Yeah, just a sad situation, man. That's why you shouldn't play with guns, dog. Shit's yeah. not cool. Anything could happen. And now people's lives are ruined because of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Sad. Yeah. Depressing. Yeah. Um, Other things to talk about. Um, uh, Let's see. Oh, yeah. How you feel about uh, Diddy? This whole thing about Diddy, man. <laughs> Diddy apparently had a uh, baby with a uh some some woman who is not young Miami who yeah. he has been romantically linked with but has never said that's his girlfriend and young Miami has never said that's her boyfriend but they have been in some type of relationship and of course Carisha has the uh she had the Carisha please show on revolt as well so she's linked with Diddy business wise and personal wise but yeah he had a baby on her apparently it was some other woman and now apparently he's dating somebody else and i guess young miami got really upset by people talking about how she got cheated on and she kind of went on a whole twitter rant yeah talking shit about dj academics and a lot of people. Do you have any thoughts about this in particular, Figgy? Um, yeah, I was kind of confused, man, because I seen that happen. I was kind of interested in the girl he had a baby with, man, because the girl she was like some, I think, was like a his massage something. I, don't, I forget who that. was. I thought she man. was like a uh, some type of um, I saw nerd. like IT tech person. Yeah, yeah, some type of nerd hacker or something like that. So she's a, she's a 28 year old cybersecurity specialist. <laughs> yeah, I was more interested in that. I'm like, damn, yeah. how the hell did he meet her? Too. She looked like she looked like Nicole Scherzinger, like oh yeah, 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn. yeah, but um, I don't know. I mean, oh, and the baby's name. Oh, for God's sake, the baby's name is Love Sean Combs. Oh goodness, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I look, man. I'm not even surprised, man. To me, to me, I feel like Diddy is one of the guys that can do whatever he want. I wouldn't be surprised if he had some, if he had the women he get with sign some type of contract mm-hmm. where you know let him do whatever he want and they can't expose him or something. Because, he, like, when was the last time? Diddy even had like some serious girl problems where you know 
some messy public breakup where it just got out of control. It seemed like whoever he's he with, they just let him do whatever he want to do. And he kind of controlled the narrative no matter what. Because this would have been the perfect because look, city girls, they they get on the internet and be talking crazy. Like we see JT arguing talking shit about um old boy Lil Uzi every fucking other week. And, you know, for Carisha to just, you know, just kind of downplay it a little bit and defend it, to me, that to me that said a lot. So maybe it's in her contract or maybe she just being smart about it by not, you know, giving two fucks about it because she know what it is. And, you know, he helping her out a lot <laughs> and she getting the bag. So maybe she know what it is, man. So. That's that's how I kind of took it. So I, you know, I I noticed a lot of people ain't calling her stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> because anybody else, if that happened to anybody else, they would have been like, oh, she's stupid, and you know, he making a fool of her and all that stuff. But it's Diddy, so <laughs> I think people kind of know the type of person Diddy is. So they kind of looking at her as like, hey, get that money. <laughs> we know what it is. Get that money. Yeah, I mean, people calling her a side chick. Um, Diddy actually went online to clarify this as well. Uh, he said, Young Miami is not my side chick, never has been, never will be. She's very important to me and special to me, and I don't play about my shouty wop. Diddy saying shouty wop is, is wild in regard, regardless. It's a New York <laughs> nigga talking like this. I don't discuss things on the internet, and I will not start today. So think what you want. But know that if you do something to hurt mine, I'm going to come to your house and we're going to talk about it like human beings. Love. <laughs> so, yeah. if he, He's going to show up to your house if you keep talking about Young Miami. And yeah. even DJ Academics backed off after that. So, yeah, you're going to send the goons. <laughs> um, Tab asks, question. How much do y'all think Diddy be given for child support? Seems like they will keep it out the courts, hopefully. Yeah, I'm sure he gives them all the uh, bad boy artist royalties. <laughs> yeah, probably all, all the G. Depp, all the Craig Mack, all the Carl Thomas money that they should have been getting goes to his kids. So, mm-hmm. yeah, take that, take that, take that. I'm sure that that's, that's why another niggas get paid, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, man. yeah, but no, I'm sure he he pays child support, man. He probably um, on that Nick Cannon type of situation. I don't see how Nick Cannon makes enough to pay child support for all them kids at this point, man. Like, I know he's rich, I, yeah. but he's not a billionaire. So do you think he's on child support? Because I don't think he's paying child support. I, he's, he's, I think he's paying the money. I think I he's, think, I think he's, he's looking not, out for him, giving them money. Yeah. But it's not like a Kanye West situation where he got to pay a million dollars a yeah, month or some yeah. shit. So I don't yeah, think he's it, not. He's not. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure he's not under. Like, if it was like that, if it was like that, he'd be fucked. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it's some type of agreement. And I know this sound real slimy to say, but he probably got the women signing contracts before he had probably. kids with them. You will not put me on child support. I would take. You know, I would look out for you doing this, doing that, and. That's how he probably rolling. I, I'm guessing Diddy might be the same way because, man, the women would have 
been them women would have been put them put him on child support. Yeah. No, no, I'm sure he strikes me as somebody who take care of his kids, man. Yeah. Uh Diddy. So yeah, I'm I'm not surprised by that. And they'd be set, man, because all his kids, you know, they ain't gotta I don't wanna sit there and say they ain't gotta do shit, but they can do whatever they want, man. And they and just because their, you know, their their last name is Combs, they'd be all right. That's kind of like how Russell Simmons family is. Like all them kids, like, I don't even know what the fuck they do. But once in a while they'll come out of nowhere and be like, oh yeah, he do this, or he's the brand ambassador for this, or mm-hmm. all that shit. Or he have his own record label with this, just off the strength of their of their fucking uncle. So um, I think it'd be similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just looking at these fucking Nick Cannon kids, man. Nick Cannon about to have 12 kids now, dog. <laughs> and it, their names are fucking crazy. Why, why do you think he's doing this? Do you? Do you I, I, I've heard all kinds of theories. The most prevailing one, the biggest conspiracy theory I've heard is that he's trying to do some kind of organ harvesting because he has lupus and autoimmune disease and he might need some kind of transfusion or organ transfer at some point to keep living. Mm. And I don't understand how he's going to make his kids give up, (laughs) give up their organs, man. (laughs) Um, But that, that's one thing I've heard. Another thing I've just heard, he, he doesn't think he has a lot of time left. So he wants to leave some kind of legacy. That's what I was thinking. I've heard that as well. That's what I was more thinking. Maybe he knows something we don't about himself. And yeah, I I think that's probably most likely. I think because people have said like he has lupus, he might not have a lot of time to live. So I think that's possible as well. But yeah, these are crazy names, man. Monroe, Moroccan, Golden, Powerful, Zion, Zillion. Zen, Legendary, Onyx, Rise, and Beautiful Zeppelin. Those are the names of his kids. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Well, I wish I, I wish, man, I wish I was rich. I know, right? You can <laughs> afford to name your kids something like Powerful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's wild. Uh, so yeah, shout out to them, man. Yeah. Um. Other things to talk about. Are you ready to finally review? We never did this. We can finally review the uh, the the long-awaited Black Panther uh, Wakanda yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I finally watched it. I know, I know you watched it like the first week. Yeah. I took a while, but I finally did watch it. Um, and I also wanted to wait till everybody got a chance so we wouldn't spoil anything. But I think that's all done. I think if anybody wanted to see the movie, they've seen it by now. So we're going to talk about the whole thing, man. Yeah. Figgy, what were your thoughts about this movie, man? Were you let down? Were you disappointed? Were you satisfied by what you saw on the screen? (laughs) (laughs) So, so, um, I actually was satisfied with the girl uh, who played Black Panther's girlfriend or baby mama, I guess. I, I feel like she looked good, man. Yeah. I feel like she should have had a little more of a Wait, role. Uh, Lupita? Lupita, Lupita, yeah, Lupita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I got a thing for her. She look good. Yeah, she got she got a fatty in this movie, man. Like, where'd that come from? She always had it, to be honest. <laughs> I never noticed. Yeah. I guess because she didn't wear no skin-tight outfits in the first one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so um, the movie overall, man, I wouldn't say it was a horrible movie because I felt like it was more of a tribute. Mm-hmm. It was more of a tribute. I felt like it started off kind of sad. Which I was kind of expecting, and uh, I'm like, damn, like this is. I thought it was rough because how sad it was, and knowing the real situation that happened. Um, I thought, um, I thought the way they killed off Black, uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman in the movie, I thought that was cool. They, uh, you know, they just say he had a sickness and he, you know, passed away unexpectedly. Uh, I like the way they did that storyline because I was that was one of my main reasons for watching this movie too is see how they you know how they get them off the off the uh, movie and uh, I was fine with that I was just hoping it wasn't no oh he just left and never came back or he was uh, killed in action or something so you know I was fine with that. Um, as far as the movie overall, though, just I felt like they did the best they can do, man. This it was no real star in this movie. Um, I thought maybe I thought it was a possibility somebody might you know rise as a star. Where you're like, okay, damn, this person did their thing. Um, I didn't really see anybody. It seemed like it was a whole bunch of role players, and they was just trying to get through the movie to you know to you know get to the end. That's that's how it felt to me. Um Angela Bassett, I was surprised they killed her off. <laughs> I I was actually shocked. I was kinda happy but kinda shocked that they killed her off. Um as far as the uh, I'm trying to think what else. Um as far as the uh so so the sister, I forgot her name, but the sister uh Shuri. Shuri, yeah. I'm not that big of a fan of her, man. Like, I I thought she was cool in the role she played in the first one because she wasn't, like, the main one, but she would pop in, say a little joke here, you know, punch him in the arm here and there, kind of that brother-sister bond. But um, I really wasn't a fan of her in this movie, man. I felt like... um, I felt like she was a little too much. I felt like... I felt like this, um, her with the the villain guy, I felt like that was a little bit strange. I didn't really like the way that beef sparked because it seemed like they was kind of cool for a minute. And once she broke out, then that's when all hell broke loose. Where I'm just like, man, like, this is, like, this is fucking Mickey Mouse. Like, what is, like, first of all, why is the guy that mad? Over the girl leaving, <laughs> and then second of all, like, like what? Kidnapped you, kill, you kidnapped the queen of a nation. Yeah, and one of the guards they busted out when the guards got killed, and now yeah. you want to go to war. Yeah, you, like they and, wasn't and you, gonna try to save her. Yeah, and then you killed my mama. So it's just like, what? What the hell is going on here? And um, two, I'm, I'm, look, man, I would look. I'm, I don't know that much about the Marvel universe. So 
I didn't read the comic book, so I don't know anything about that guy. But this guy, look, they try to pump him up like he Thanos or some shit. And this dude was lame as hell, man. <laughs> like, dog, for real. Look, look at him. Like, how could you take him that serious? <laughs> With them little uh, fucking wings on his like, feet. Like, nigga, nigga was look too damn yeah, smooth man. for me, man. <laughs> like, look, nigga looked like he about to go sing something. Like, he's yeah, an R.B. Like singer, man. Shalimar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 so, that... <laughs> So it was kind of hard to take that guy serious, man. And um, so it ended, I guess. I, it was just super, it was super strange. It seemed like, to me, overall, it seemed like the movie was a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. But they had to throw a little storyline in there to, you know, to make sense. Because it can't be all about Chadwick Boseman and crying and all that stuff. But it seemed like that little storyline they just threw in there because they had to have something in there. And to me, it just didn't make sense, man. It seemed like this movie, it seemed like this movie can just disappear and we'll just be we'll be just fine. I uh I I had no reason to go back to it. I I seen a lot of the people saying it was the the best one. It was better than one, which I think is insane. And I like one a lot, and I don't think one Black is Panther the one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think Black Panther one is the best thing, best Marvel movie or anything like that. It's pretty generic. Um, it you know kind of got a Lion King feel to it, so you know it ain't nothing. It ain't no crazy plot twist or nothing like that. But I felt like Chadwick Boseman did a really good job in it, and um, but this one man is really pointless. Like. It did like the very end of it, you know, when they showed the the next little scene at the very end after the credits, and they sh- showed that he have a son and all that stuff. That part didn't really get me excited at all. It's like, it's like, what what do this mean? <laughs> like, look, man, Black Panther not going to be the same because of Chadwick Boseman. So now we gonna are we going to carry the story out a little more? And just pass it off to a son, and AKA just get somebody else to Black Panther, another actor, have him play Black Panther, and call it a day. I just, man, I, I, I look, it was cool. like I said, the the tribute was beautiful. I was good with the tribute, but as far as the movie overall, I I just wasn't a fan of it. The honestly, the shocking part about it was, uh, to me, was seeing Michael B. Jordan back in it. Mm-hmm. For that hot little second, I, at that point I'm like, oh shit, okay. I thought he was about to, you know, come back from the dead or whatever. But um, that was the part that kind of woke me up a little bit. But outside of that, man, I, outside of the tribute, the beautiful tribute, I didn't really care for this movie, man. Yeah, man, I, I'm I do agree. Um, I heard people being really up on it. At first, but when I saw it, I was just like, it, it, I can't say it's a bad movie, man. There's things you can pick apart. There's a lot of stuff that didn't make sense in it, but I can't say it was a bad movie. Um, at times, it felt like I was watching something on a Disney channel, <laughs> like the little super genius black girl who made the Iron Man suit that looked like a piece of shit. At the like it, it, that that was like, <laughs> why was that even in the movie, man? 
Like, yeah. what what point did she? What did she have to do with Wakanda? Period. I know they try to tie it in like, ooh, she was the brains behind the super advanced machine that they used to find vibranium. So now the 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 underwater people want to kill her. But it's like this scene it, it just felt like they was trying to sell action figures, man. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. This kind of seemed like it this should have been a plot in the video game. If you yeah. had a Black Panther or video like, game. Or, or like a TV show, like a Disney Plus show, man. Yeah. It didn't seem like something that belonged in Black Panther 2. It was just very strange. Yeah. And it didn't have anything to do with Wakanda, really. It was just like, hey, let's 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 bring this black American girl so we can get some uh kids to buy some little dolls and action figures and shit. I don't know. It was weird, man. Um as far as the acting went, I actually liked uh Shuri. I think she did a good the the woman who played her, Letitia Wright. Um, I think she did a good job, man, with what she was given. Um, I think she was believable in her scenes. Um, I don't think she was written the best. I feel like they could have. It seemed like the, the movie should have been about her accepting the Black Panther. Yeah. It, but it just felt like at the end, she's like, oh, I guess I got to do this. Yeah. Drank the shit. And now it's like, it, it seemed very tacked on. It, or it should have been more of like, she learns the responsibility of being the Black Panther and all that shit. But it just happened because it had to happen and she just did it and it was like, whatever. So, I didn't like they killed Angela Bassett, man. Um, mainly because I feel like you can't have a death like that in a movie where Chadwick Boseman died in real life. Mm. Because now that's that's just, it was weird to me, man. Because it's like, okay, we made this big deal about Chadwick Boseman's character. But then the queen of Wakanda dies, and then it's just kind of swept under the rug. Like she don't she don't get that much screen time after she died. Yeah. And at the very end, uh, Letitia Wright goes to bury the you know the whole heart the touching tribute to Chadwick Boseman. I understand, I get it. Yeah. But in the movie perspective, like your mom just died. Yeah. And uh, T'Challa been dead for a year. You've had a year to mourn him. Yeah. And your mama just died. And the tribute at the end is for your, your brother who's been dead for a year and not your mother who's been dead for like a day. Yeah. So and, and was killed. <laughs> yeah. And murdered. Yeah. And by the way, you let the nigga who murdered him walk away. <laughs> because yeah. Oh, goodness. So uh, uh, see, the more you think about it, the more it, it just it seemed like a silly movie, man. Yeah. I could pick it apart all day. Um, but ultimately, it was just, it was okay. It was yeah. an okay movie you can see once and never even think about it again. The worst thing it does is kind of kills the interest in the universe, man. Yeah. Like, does anybody really want to see a Black Panther 3 now? I, I remember after Black Panther 1, you couldn't wait to see where the story went. Yeah. And now it's like, does anybody even want to see another Black Panther movie? Mm-hmm. We want yeah. the the and I was also somebody who didn't think really they should recast the role this quick. But at the end of this movie, I thought about it, man. Think about the cast from Black Panther one. You had uh Forrest Whitaker who's dead. Mm-hmm. You had Chadwick Boseman who, of course, died in real life. You had Daniel Kaluuya who Kaluuya 
who's yeah. not dead but didn't come back for this movie yeah. and probably won't come I think, back. I think he picked another movie over this one. I forgot yeah, which he, movie. Oh, he picked that um, Nope movie over Black yeah, Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he probably won't come back to Black Panther, so he's done. Yeah. You killed Michael B. Jordan, and you killed the Queen. Yeah. So of all the cast in Black Panther 1, who's left? Yeah. Shuri, uh, Baku guy, and Okoye. Yeah. Like three of the side characters from the first ones are the only ones left. Yeah, these are role so, players, pretty much. At this point, I feel like they should have just rebooted the character. Yeah. Because if you're just going to kill off everybody and, and have nobody left over anyway, you might as well just recast T'Challa so you at least have Black Panther, man. Yeah. Because I just don't see the point of who wants to see another movie with these three people in it. Yeah, and I think I think they kind of got it twisted, too, because I feel like they... They look at uh, Shiri as the you know maybe she could carry the Black Panther. Um, the other girl, um, she could carry Black Panther too. And then what's the other? I forgot the uh, other girl. She played in Walking Dead too, the bald one. Oh you yeah, Okoye. Yeah, I don't know her real name. Yeah, yeah, they can you know they could carry it. And then we got Ubaka, who you know who was a funny guy in the first yeah, one. Yeah, the comic relief basically. Yeah. yeah so maybe we can give him a bigger role and all that stuff and it's just like nah man like these look man i'm not calling their careers role players but in this movie specifically they were role players Mm -hmm. they wasn't the they wasn't top dogs so i just don't i just don't want to see black panther i don't want to see a black panther with them as the top dogs no i agree man like like you said the the movie was able to ride by by being a tribute to Chad, Chadwick Boseman. But after this, you, you can't roll out another Black Panther with this being the main cast, man. Yes. Either recast the role, reboot the whole thing, or just leave it alone. Yeah. But at this point, it's like, it's... And that's how I feel about Marvel, period, man. Like, the, the, the thrill is gone with these Marvel movies, man. I feel like the peak was after Endgame, Everything I've seen has been just I, yeah. You know, just I. It was and it was tough too because, like before when it was uh, Infinity War, mm-hmm. and how that ended, it was like oh shit! Like we were tense for I forgot yeah. how long was was it a year or two years? We were tense because we didn't know what the fuck was going on, mm-hmm. and and then the end game came. Then we watch that, then it's like, okay, you know, everything good and, you know, everything, you know, tied in, put a bow on it. And so now it's like, woo, it's all good. Now, I was still tied in. I'm still invested. I'll still go watch whatever, but, mm-hmm. like, the thrill is gone, man. You you know, Iron Man is dead. You know, they, they wrapped up the storylines and all that stuff. So now it's like I, I'm not really that pressed anymore. I'm not. Sitting on the edge of my seat. They ain't leave a cliffhanger where I'm yeah. like, shit, I got to go see what happened. This yeah. shit is crazy. I'm I'm just, I, I can't get up for a fucking Anthony Mackie Captain America, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't do it, dog. <laughs> I try to support black actors and black people, but I, I, I'm not going to pay money. That silly that, ass dog. face he be doing. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. They're going to make a Don Cheadle Iron Man next. <laughs> That's how I know they're at the fucking bottom of the barrel. 
Yeah. Like, come on, dog. So, yeah, I don't know what Marvel's going to do, man. I feel like the peak, they they peaked. Um, We'll see. Yeah, and but, then, shoot, and then we talked about uh about it before, the, uh, Chris Hill's work. Uh, yeah, taking a break. Be done. Yeah, yeah, so that's Thor. I think I felt like that was their money maker right there, because everybody fucked with Thor. So yeah. I don't know what they go do. I don't know they go have the woman Thor <laughs> take over, which I, I don't I, think it's gonna be a good idea. My my conspiracy. My theory is I think, and I think I said this on the podcast already. I think they're doing all this multiverse stuff because I think they're gonna recast everybody. Mm. I think they're going to bring back Iron Man. I think they're going to bring back like the white Captain America and just say, hey, these are different universe, but this is the new Avengers. Because think about it. Like, how can you just give up on Iron Man? Because Iron Man Jr. don't want to do it no more. Yeah. That's too big of a character just to have dead forever. Mm-hmm. So they're going to bring back some new little young guy who probably don't want that much money and have him be like the new Iron Man. And build a universe around that. But I can't see them just having these characters dead. Like, I think they're going to recast Black Panther. I don't think it's going to have him be dead and that be it. So, especially with the money he's making. Yeah. Ain't just going to let that money sit there like that. You can't just have these characters be gone. You can't have Thor be gone. You can't have fucking Captain America be gone. Yeah. So, I think that's what they're going to do. We'll see. They got the rights to the X Men. We'll see how that shit goes. Other comic book news. I thought it was funny that The Rock made that shit with the Superman guy coming back, and then he didn't come back. Uh, uh, <laughs> Did you see uh, about that? No. Nah. So you know the guy who played Superman had a cameo. The Rock had that movie, The Black Adam. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, the guy who played Superman in Justice League showed up at the end credit scene. Henry mm. Cavill or Cable, how do you say his name? And he made an announcement saying, I'm back at Superman. And The Rock was like, I made this happen. We went around this. We made it happen. We made sure it happened. And then, like, a few days ago, they announced that uh, a new guy, uh, James Gunn, who did Marvel stuff, is taking over all the DC movies. And then they announced that he is act- Henry Cavill is not going to be back as Superman. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so they did all that shit for nothing, man. So damn. It's, these comic book movies are, are washed, in my opinion, man. It's time to get something else. Yeah. Another nerd shit. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with finding that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um. So other things that happened real quick. Uh, huh, what else? Any new Kanye news? Oh yeah, did we talk about that already? The the, the Kim Kardashian sleeping with Chris Brown tweet. Uh, uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul, my bad. Chris yeah. Paul, Chris <laughs> Brown. Um, yeah, that was uh something. Uh, Kanye got banned off of Twitter again. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are getting banned off of Twitter, but despite it being like a free speech supposedly yeah <laughs> you are kind of getting loose with the band hammer now yeah twitter been going insane <laughs> since yes. he bought he bought it man there's, there's no more spaces now uh, he he said he brought it back did he bring it back today he said yeah oh it wasn't bad this morning I, maybe you got an update he put out a oh it is back i see it now back. yeah i see it now spaces is back so yeah nah they're back <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know what's going on on Twitter, man. Yeah. I, know, I don't I, think it's a good idea to have the owner fucking tweet this much. Yeah. About stupid bullshit. But. Yeah, and this up because my blue verified account don't mean a damn thing now. <laughs> well, you can, I mean, at least you can flex the fact that it's legit blue and not I bought Twitter blue. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still stupid, man, because I'll be look like, like right you now. Nobody's so, got blue checks and shit. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, like right now, I just got a tweet from somebody with a blue check. I'm thinking like, oh shit, they official. Mm-hmm. I went to I went to the page. This person got 39 followers <laughs> and following 115. Shout out to him. Buy, how you gonna buy Twitter if you only got 39 followers? Yeah, man. shout out to him, man, because he followed me, and I think he he, he probably a, a listener. Mm-hmm. But um, I perked up like, oh shit, who is this? Because I always perk up wherever I see a blue check, but now it's just like anybody can have a blue check. That's one thing I've noticed. A lot of like podcasters and wannabe reporters are, are blind buying a Twitter blue so they look legit yeah. when they make tweets about fucking sports shit yeah. and make it look like it's like somebody important saying it and it's like nah man you're yeah. Joe Blow dog I, yeah. I, like look man we got a podcast uh, Twitter podcast page or uh, a page for the podcast too mm-hmm. I'm not paying for that man <laughs> Like, nope. <laughs> yeah, man. Ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see what happens with Twitter, man. Um, Other things real quick. Uh, Let me see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Jerry Jones thing. I forgot all about that. <laughs> uh, how you feel about the, the kid from Akron and his statement about why didn't you ask me about Jerry Jones in that picture? You know, I've been in this league for a long time. I watched Godfather 18 times in a row. I read the autobiography of Malcolm X 18 times in a row. I know about everything, guys. So why don't you ask me about all the world issues? Y'all asked me. (laughs) No, this was about Kyrie. This is his thing. Yeah. Y'all asked me about Kyrie, but y'all asked me about the Jerry Jones pick. (laughs) Like, how, how is that the same thing? Like, that's two totally different things, man. Like what? One is a player who played with you. Yes, and that is currently, <laughs> that is currently in the NBA. Yes. And, and something else is, and the other thing is an owner for the NFL team. A different league than what you play for. Yes. A guy you're not even friends with and a team you don't even support no more. Yes. So, so why do we care what LeBron has to so, say about so, Jerry Jones? Yeah, picture? so you want NBA reporters that focus strictly on the NBA to ask you about a picture of an NFL owner back in 1955. <laughs> this is what I hate. That, like, because now I don't think LeBron really realized what he did here when he said that. Because I've ever since the George Floyd thing, I always cringe when they like try to force these athletes to have social justice opinions or opinions on things going on in the world. Like yeah. if you want to talk about that, fine. Yeah. But I don't really care what fucking uh, uh, uh fucking anybody Kyrie. I don't care what fucking Steph Curry thinks about the voting laws. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't care what NBA players think about politics in general. I don't care what they think about a, a picture of Jerry Jones at a fucking integration uh, a fucking school protest thing. Like, I, yeah. I don't really care. But ask, ask current Cowboy players that. I want to know what they think because I think it would be funny to hear with their opinions. Yeah. But I don't care what LeBron has to say about these things, man. Why, why is LeBron trying to paint himself? I know he's more than an athlete. Yeah. He, he won't just shut up and dribble. But he's not fucking Malcolm X, man. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't look to him for these kind of commentary. Yeah. my Yeah. See, my thing is, like, these reporters are there to do their jobs, man. Like, they're not there to ask you, you know, all the shit that's going on in the world. Now, they have been doing that, you know. Yes. And I think that was – I don't think they should be doing that. I know it's hard to focus on the game in 2020, but uh, I think if the athletes really wanted to talk about, you know, bring awareness and talk about, you know, injustice and all this other stuff, like, br- you bring it up. You know, bring it up before you take questions. Jump up there and be like, hey, before y'all ask any questions, I just want to bring awareness, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and then go from there. But, um, yeah, man, I think these reporters need to just focus on their jobs and, you know, call it that. Like, not like, so now, when like, do they need to ask questions? Do they need to talk about Brittany Griner more now? Do, do they need to act, you know, talk about some random thing that happened in politics? You know what they think about the war in Ukraine, man. Somebody <laughs> asked LeBron about how how do you feel about what's going on with the Zelensky. <laughs> yeah. and, and see, look, and see, this is where I, you know, you can't even I can't even defend the LeBron here because he opened up he opening up all of this shit. Mm-hmm. Like talk about y'all don't ask me about this, y'all. Ask, so now people are gonna be asking you some random shit that you probably have no idea what's going on, and that shit gonna make you look stupid if you don't know what's going on or you give a a a, a, a answer you wasn't really prepared for. So man, look, man, people just need to stick to sports, man. Like just just mind your business. If you got something to say, you can come out and say it, but. Like don't be like these reporters there to you know ask basketball questions and keep it moving, man. And another thing people got to keep in mind, like reporters want to ask questions that can get an interesting response. Yeah, you know what can political ass, politically correct ass LeBron James really say about that picture? We already yeah. know what he's gonna say. It just shows you have a long way to go, you know. It shows the history of our country and, you know, some <laughs> bad things that happened. But, you know, we got a long way to go. And some of these things still exist today. Yeah. But we got a long way to go. And hopefully we can work together to get there. Like, that's the type of shit he would say. We know exactly what LeBron is going to say. He's not going to yeah. say nothing too controversial. Every time he does, he gets wrecked over the coals for it. So we know he's not going to be too controversial. He ain't going to come out and say fucking that white devil Jerry Jones should be yeah, kicked they out the NFL. and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So and he's a Cowboys fan too. <laughs> and he has his fucking, like we can hear these opinions on his show, the shop. Yeah. Okay. If I want to hear what LeBron James thinks about that picture, I'm sure 
he would answer that on his own platform. Yeah. I don't need to hear what an NBA reporter asked LeBron James about that during an NBA game press conference. Yeah. And, so and, and he act like he has no other way to get this information and, out besides being asked about it by a reporter. Yeah. And my thing is, strange. and like I said, th- these reporters don't really roll like that, man. They usually stick to the script. Like we ain't see fucking, we ain't see no NFL reporters as a quarterback about Kyrie Irving and the whole Jewish mm-hmm. thing. No, like that, that, that don't even make sense. Like how would that make sense if, Somebody asked Davis Mills about how he felt about Kyrie Irving and that whole situation. That doesn't even make sense. So, no, just, you know, let them do their job, man, and just, I don't know, man. They Sometimes sometimes these athletes kind of confuse me because one moment they be so upset with the, you know, the uh, reporters and, you know, all they do is this, all they do is that. And then, it, and then it's like they won't. Now they want them to ask other questions about, you know, these touchy subjects. It's just like, man, just like just just let them do their jobs, man. Just you know, just let them ask the on the court questions and keep it moving. Yeah, no. I like this. Look, I understand it's important social issues in America, but I just don't need to hear an athletes take on it, man, personally. Like I just don't care what LeBron thinks about these things. I got to say, man, just, I don't want to say shut up and dribble, but <laughs> like, yeah. look, if I want to hear these opinions, I'll listen to people who are educated on the topic and have a lot to say about it. Yeah. I already know what LeBron is going to say about these things. So I don't really care what he has to, what he would, any reporter asking him that. And I feel like any reporter that does ask him that is pandering. Yeah, like <laughs> they're it's, just trying to suck up and look yes. good for LeBron. And, and see, this is where I kind of feel bad for the reporters, man. Because look, man, I feel like they're trying to get in and out, man. They ain't trying to sit there and you know be the person that ask an awful question or mm-hmm. you know all this other stuff. Because it was another situation too with um, with Kyrie Irving. It was on thanks. I, I think they played on Thanksgiving, and the mm-hmm. reporter asked them. You know, what it, what is he thankful for on Thanksgiving or what he got planned for Thanksgiving? Something like that. And Kyrie Irving, I felt like he gave a classy answer. He said, hey, so I, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but for those who do, you know, salute to you and, you know, eat some food for me and, you know, all he, he gave a classy answer. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's that's cool, man. But – it was a bunch of people mad at the reporter for asking them that. It's like, man, Thanksgiving is like a damn near American holiday at this point where mm-hmm. you can, you know, people say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And, you know, no matter what you celebrate, what your religion is and all that. Like that lady, this was post, this was like right on the court. This lady just doing her job. She was going to ask anybody that. So she's supposed to do a background check. And oh yeah, Kyrie Irving, he don't, you know, he's Muslim, so he don't do this. So let me not ask him this. It's a, it's a whole. He ain't the first Muslim in in the NBA. <laughs> he ain't the first person that you know don't celebrate Thanksgiving in the NBA. So it was to me, people was kind of attacking the reporter a little bit. I'm like, that was honestly a simple, uh, kind of a simple question, and I felt like he gave a, the right answer to it. He wasn't offended. 
So I'm like, I don't know why everybody pumping this up like this. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Like, it's sometimes when you're a reporter, you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't. Yeah. You know, why are you asking me about this? And ask me about basketball. Why are you only asking about basketball? Ask me about this. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's, it was and, ridiculous. And, it, but, and, and it's funny because LeBron ain't the only person that was asked about Kyrie. It was a bunch of people. Yeah. And they said, I, next, next question, or I don't want to get into all that, and I have no yeah. comment on all that. Just keep it moving, man. You ain't got to I think LeBron, LeBron – I think it was mainly he was I think he was upset at the answer he had to give about Kyrie because I don't think he wanted to go in on him. But I feel like he was pressured to because LeBron is somebody who's brought to light, you know, injustices, racism, call people out about stuff like that. So he had to say something and he had to denounce what what Kyrie did. And he he got he got and he got a lot of backlash for that. Yeah, and so he ended up backtracking. He ended up um, coming out talking about how um, he really didn't like the punishment or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, damn, bro, you were just shitting on them. Yeah, now you saying you don't really like how they treating them and the punishment and all that stuff, and then you get mad, you get mad because they ain't asking about the Jerry Jones thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. And, and, and yeah, it, it was uh, look. It was classic LeBron. That's all I could say. Classic LeBron doing what he does. But I understand why he 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 was unhappy at the fact that he had to do that. The yeah. picture itself, we didn't even talk about that. The picture. I'm not surprised Jerry Jones is at that fucking thing, man. Yeah, like I'm that's... more surprised he wasn't throwing shit <laughs> in the picture. Like, are we surprised that Jerry Jones, an old ass white man from, from Texas, is from racist? Arkansas? <laughs> He, yeah. he was in Arkansas. All right, come on, man. In 1955, man. So, I like uh, the fact that it was a big deal to people was just why don't we talk about it more? Like, did anybody think Jerry Jones wasn't this type of guy? To be, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and to be fair, like he he was only look like he wasn't he, he wasn't on the no front line like this. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't so. have a tiki little tiki torch or whatever. <laughs> he was like, like you had to look far in the back to be like, oh, that's him. Yeah, and he was yeah. just looking. So, so yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was a silly, silly little media cycle that whole thing went through. I didn't really care for it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah I didn't either. And it, it, it's funny because it's like, man, like you can interpret this all type of ways. You could interpret this as him being there and being involved, or you could interpret it as him just trying to get into school and just so happen to look, see what was going on outside. Like, it's all type of ways. So you can't sit there and say, oh, yeah, that man, you see what he was doing, right? <laughs> like, that dude was just right in the crowd just looking. So I don't know, man. People spent way too much energy on that. Yeah, it was uh... – uh, a, a hard week to watch sports media when that shit happened, man. Because it was, it was a lot of talk about that bullshit. I'm like, whatever, man. Y- are y'all surprised, really? Yeah, but whatever. And then Stephen A. Jerry Jones is a friend. Yeah, dog. It, it was funny because I was watching first take with my parents, and I said exactly what he was gonna say, and he said the exact thing. It was like <laughs> Jerry Jones is a personal friend of mine. You know, I've ate lunch with the brother. 
I've been on planes with the brother. Yeah, <laughs> has to say all the things he did. I've been on private jets with the brother. <laughs> I had dinner with the brother. He's a personal friend of mine. <laughs> and he's about his business. Like, come on. Like, I knew exactly what Stephen A. Smith was going to say about him before he even started going in on the whole thing. So, yeah, it, it's whatever, man. But, yeah, that was a that was a funny, funny Thanksgiving. Did, did you uh, did you see the Shannon Sharp and uh, Skip Bayless argument? Oh, hell yeah. Man, like, people must not be paying attention because they have this argument, like, every fucking month. Yeah. The same one. You you don't like Tom Brady. First off, Shannon Sharp goes way over hating on Tom Brady. Dude, I know that. <laughs> Shannon Sharp has always been shitting on Tom Brady for years now. Damn. Like, Tom Brady, they, I, I think they have some kind of agreement on the show where Skip Bayless is like, has to be the anti-LeBron, and Shannon Sharp is the anti-Tom Brady. <laughs> so no matter what happens, they got to be shitted on by these guys. Yeah, Brad says, uh, "Skip is Skip. He's a punk Sp- ass. But he definitely is." Man. <laughs> Skip Bayless low key like ruined sports talk. Man, we don't talk he about did. that enough. Like the what he's done to sports debate shows and sports takes in general. He he's ruined the like he he may be more responsible than anybody. Yeah, because you got a lot of people that's now. trying to be like Skip Bayless at this point. I now. take bullshit. Man. Yeah, because shoot, anyway. I, yeah, because Skip Bayless, I heard a lot about his writing, how he was a, a damn good writer, but he just took this route where you know he do this type of shit and don't make sense. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of people like you know I want to put um, I want to put Nick Wright in the uh, in the conversation because like he be saying some crazy stuff too, but he at least has some he do be backing up his points. But it be geared towards his argument, which mm-hmm. is you know at least he did some research. LeBron but, better than Jordan, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, but but it's a lot of people out there that just be throwing shit at at the wall and just trying to create sound bites and all that shit, man. We're just like, man, this like it don't even make sense. Like I can't listen to Skip no more, man. Skip just be talk like to me, it like. I'm I'm a LeBron fan, obviously, but the stuff he be saying about LeBron sometimes it just be like, come on, man! Like even a LeBron hater would mm-hmm. be like, come on, man! You got at least give him credit here. Like this dude just be shitting on LeBron all day long, man. Where I'm like, dog, like like sometimes he don't even be having a uh he don't be having no points to back it up or anything. He just say, oh yeah, the uh. This this guy thinking he's the chosen one, the, he's the frozen one. It's like dog, skip, mm. like skip. He had this dude had forty points, eighteen rebounds, and fifteen assists. And you sit there talking about he the, he, you know he suck. It's just like damn, but I don't know, man. But that argument was funny as hell. It was. <laughs> Spoon says I'm a Spurs fan. I hate him. Yeah, he, he's been he was riding for the Spurs for a long time, man. Yeah, Kawhi um, Leonard. Uh, yeah. How he doing, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> Dog, but I, I got to admit, though, the funniest thing that I heard from that whole debate was when <laughs> Shannon Sharp said, I, I, I'm an I'm a, I'm a NFL Hall of Famer. I, I've been to three Super Bowls. Skip said, so what? 
That's such a disrespectful <laughs> yeah. ass answer to get. So what? Yeah. Now, you could you could discount anybody's whole existence by just saying so what? Yeah. I won three Olympic gold medals. So what? <laughs> I've been to five Super Bowls. So hey, you what? see that set that set him off. Dog, like, yeah, what's he like? Talking so talking what? His voice that. got yeah, his voice got high pitched. How is Shannon Sharp's voice that high? I dog, I had it. falsetto with that shit. Man, man, I had to double check because I'm like, was that I him? I thought a girl that? was scream. I thought a girl was getting stabbed off, <laughs> off screen. I thought somebody was stabbing like a 12 year old girl or something, man. I was like, who is shrieking like that? Is Shannon? Yeah. I oh. it, I had to I had to keep playing that shit. I'm a, I'm, I'm a playing now, man. Let me try to find <laughs> this shit. You know, now we have to look at it, man. Even though I'm sure everybody listening to the podcast has already seen it a billion times, we have to yeah. find that shit, man. That was too funny. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I could. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I found it. Hold on. Oh, okay. I put it. Uh. Uh, so I put at the top above the episode number. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, <laughs> the, the <laughs> Shannon Sharp's voice got like shriek pitch high. I couldn't. He sounded like fucking Eddie Kendricks, man. I was like, how did your voice get that high, dog? And uh, he'd be losing his voice all the time, too. So, but yeah, th- this debate was just, so what? Yeah. <laughs> he said, put your glasses back I've on. I've been in three Super Bowls. I'm an NFL Hall of Famer. So what? <laughs> Tom Brady's still better than you. Than you. Yeah. That was so fucked up. He man. said he was way better than him. Hold on. Still playing at a high level at 45 when you had to stop at 35. Yeah, that's what you that's do. That's the point. That's what you do. Every time somebody, every time I call something into question, I'm jealous. No. Skip, I did no, what I did. I never said you were jealous of Baker Mayfield. Skip, I did what I did. You make it seem like I was a bum. I'm in the effing Hall of Fame. Okay, I so got three what? Super Bowls. So what? So what? He's way better than you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what? <laughs> so, so what? He's way better than you were. I'm better than way you. Better. Skip, what that? <laughs> you, what you, you take first. <laughs> dog, how how is his, his, you know you know Shannon go nearly that high, dog. Yeah, you know Shannon lost his shit where he said, "I'm better than you." <laughs> <laughs> See what you do? No, I don't don't take personal shots. You started it. Time out. You would take a personal shot at me. I didn't take a personal shot at you. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? (laughs) 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 Yeah, Spoon says, Cowboys fan, we got five Super Bowls. So what? Yeah, man. That's a you can shut anything gets shut down when somebody says so what. Yeah. <laughs> I'm better than you. I got to see what you do. You take personal shots. No, for I, don't, I don't take yeah. personal oh, shots. You started it. Time out. You would take a personal shot at me. I didn't so, take oh, a personal shot at you. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? You would take a personal. Put your glasses back on. 
Can I finish? <laughs> You're willing to take a personal shot at me to say this man is better than me because I say he's playing bad this year? Well, because you 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 just Go ahead. you disrespect him. It's it's just so. It's, so you, it's, just, you know what? It's beneath your you dignity. You would disrespect me to no. support him. No, well, I'll, I'll support him over. <laughs> oh my God, man. <laughs> Oh, this is cutting out. Oh, Come man. On. Although, I think I bet. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, that's a, a classic clip. <laughs> classic trolling ass <laughs> fucking skit, Bayless. And Shannon Sharp just, like, that That show can't be good for his blood pressure, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that show can't be good for, we are, I mean, older brown people already have health problems, man. man. And uh, I know he keeps yeah. in shape. But that yeah. show can't be good but for his just, blood pressure, man. He be getting a little too invested sometimes. Man, just, a little just, too Im- just imagine some dude that didn't play at, at any level you played sports sitting there talking shit, talking about Brady this, Brady that, and, you know, he got six or seven Super Bowls. You got three. Like, so what? <laughs> You're just jealous because he played 10 years more than you. So what? <laughs> He played at <laughs> he played at forty five, and you had to stop at thirty five. Yeah, he like he wow, like man. you try to play me like I'm some bum or something. Like I'm in the effing <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, that show <laughs> said, is just so what nonstop Cowboys, Brady, Lakers, and LeBron. Yep, three topics all day. Yeah, I haven't so. watched that shit in a long time, man. Yeah, it's, like it's I'm glad that shit too, come man. on while I'm at work, so I can't mm-hmm. watch it. But yeah, man, everything Cowboys like Cow man. They were talking about the Cowboys almost losing to the Texans all fucking day, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, that shit is crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure they. They, I'm sure I, I'll bet money they have not had a single segment on the World Cup, the biggest sporting event in the world. I'll be shocked that they had even one segment during this whole time about the World Cup. Because <laughs> none of them care about that shit or watch it. If yeah. it ain't Cowboys, if it ain't LeBron, if it ain't Tom Brady, it's not going to make the rundown. Yeah. So I would it, like to see. I, the, only, the only debate would be, could LeBron be uh, win a World Cup if he was in soccer? Yeah. <laughs> They will remix yeah. LeBron into it somehow. Yeah. Will LeBron win a World Cup or would he choke on the biggest stage in the world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like to see what they fucking ratings are, man. Like, uh, I know. Are their ratings man. that good where they can only talk about Cowboys, LeBron, and Tom Brady? I mean, those are like the of all the sports topics you could talk about, like those are the the main hitters on a nationwide level. Because everybody has the number one. There's they the got Cowboys fans the all biggest, over. Yeah, the it, Cowboys are not... the biggest franchise in America, so it makes sense on that end, I guess. LeBron yeah. is the most known. Everybody got an opinion the, on LeBron. Yeah. See the so, thing. See the thing is about all of those. They they got fans everywhere. It's not like Dallas Cowboys fans are only in Dallas. You got like some diehard Dallas Cowboy fans in New York. You got some in, you know, Seattle, L.A., down to Florida. So, you know, that kind of makes sense. Same thing with LeBron. Every There's it, LeBron fans everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they going to go wherever he go. And the same thing with Tom Brady. 
So I, I guess I get it, but man, it's I miss the old days. Remember, remember the ESPN show Cold Pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I miss those days where they actually had topics, and it mm-hmm. wasn't all you know, you know, hot hot jocks, hot takes type shit. I, I man, I miss them days. Now it's just straight up, you know. If it's not those three topics, they talking about. Um, just injustice or Britney Griner or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, oh, no. Yeah, no, nah, definitely, man. It's uh, yeah, it's a sad state of affairs, man. But it is what it is. I think uh, yeah, it's it's definitely gone to the bottom of the barrel type sports talk shit. Yeah. Um, Spoon says LeBron in goal. Nothing gets through. I get goalkeeper. Yeah, I argue that too, man. I always thought that LeBron played as big and fast as he is. He should be like goalkeeper, man. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's a tough position, dog. I've been, I've been watching the World Cup, man. I've been watching it. It comes on strange times, so I'll be watching the games at work. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a it's been a hype World Cup, man. I like I like soccer. Soccer is fun when it's like somebody has to win. Yeah, I hate the fucking group stage. Exhibition. <laughs> yeah, get, get, you could draw and get points and move on. I, that I don't like all that. You shit, like the elimination. Like, el- elimination soccer is fun, man. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching the games. They've been exciting for the most part. Um, and France look like they're gonna take it, man. They, they got some monsters on that team. So, yeah, I think the final is on Sunday. I think I want to say. Okay. So, yeah, some good some good soccer going on, man. But mm. yeah, it's uh I, I guarantee you they have not talked about that once, except the hypothetical will LeBron yeah. <laughs> win a World <laughs> Cup or some shit like that. So yeah. I remember they, they dedicated like a whole segment to Space Jam too. I remember that day oh, too. Oh shit. <laughs> they, I didn't know that. they had a whole segment on and it's uh Skip tweeted about it too. I'm gonna tear down Space Jam two next on first thing. Oh, what good. was it called? The show? Yeah. Well, uh, 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 skipping Shannon, whatever the fuck. Undisputed. It's <laughs> yeah, undisputed. I'm like, come on, man. Spoon says Sports Nation was good in the beginning. Yeah, it was, man. Yeah. That that was like I don't want to say like the golden age, but there were good shows on at that time. Sports Nation was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying what, to think else? what else? Highly questionable was with Dan Levitard and his dad was a good show. I kind of miss that show, man. I do, man. At first, I didn't really care for that show. But after a while, I'm like, dang, this show is actually all right. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a good show, man. Um, I like Jamel Hill and what's his name before Michael they Smith. got on sports. They had a different show that yeah. I thought was pretty good, too. Yeah, because it was like a podcast at first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the name of it. His or hers or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. I like, like that, that show. There, there were there were good shows on, but they fucking, of course, ruined them all. And now everything is just yeah. High I wonder what what was they thinking by putting them on the five o'clock <laughs> sports center? Because now know, that man. I look at it, that was a bad move. <laughs> no, nah, it was like I, I like that was was not their that, dynamic, that's, man. Yeah, and that's it pr- was strange. And with them too, like I, th- that's prime time. I mean, mm-hmm. that's prime time. That's five o'clock. That's where you know, that's the, that's where everybody goes to see what's going on. And you know, I think that took them out of their element, man. 
Oh, definitely, could, man. Yeah, yeah. It was and not they try they tried to not... they tried to get him loose a little bit, but it just didn't work out. And then Jamel yeah. Hill just went off the rails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that that was a bad idea, man. It, they should have kept him on that show, but like that's what ESPN does, and that's what the pro- the issue with Disney owning it and all this shit. Like they'll have a good thing, but it'll get run into the ground and then cancel. Yeah, or some shit will happen, or they'll move things around for no reason. And they'll just fuck everything up, man. But all these layoffs they do too every year. All their yeah. good people are gone now. Bomani, like the last guy, he about to he got a more than a foot out the door at this point. Yeah, I I'm think sure he'll he, be gone soon. This dude about to get a night show, man. It look like yep. he's gearing up to be on HBO or some shit. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. yeah, he's he's pretty much done. So yeah, it's uh, I don't know, man. ESPN be putting good content out sometimes but they always shoot themselves in the foot with it yeah that's what it is but oh well um is there anything else we want to talk about tonight anything else we're missing this is the last podcast of the year thank everybody for joining the podcast man anybody who listened to us whether it was five minutes or 500 minutes we appreciate everybody who came through for the streams everybody who listened through to the podcast we appreciate y'all, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. You know, I know we don't, we don't, we, we be skipping weeks sometimes, but look, we, we busy, man. We got lives. We got things to do, but we always going to come through and, and give you our a little thoughts on whatever and rate this hip hop and talk about all this shit. We appreciate all y'all rocking with us. We're going to have some more guests on in the future. Of course, check out the Mad Hatter interview. If you haven't good interview with that brother, he was a, a good guest. Really enjoyed the discussion. Um, and yeah, everybody who supported the podcast, man, Tab, we see you, Spoon, we see you in the comments too. Everybody who came through, um, uh, who else? Uh, I'm blanking mm. on the names now, but everybody yeah. who else who come through, Drunk, be coming through, uh, Ernesto, y'all know who y'all are, Yeah, man. Pablo, uh, yes. on Facebook, Tony, um, yeah, Spoon, shout out to Spoon as well. But yeah, man. Shout out to I y'all. I know I'm missing some, but that's for y'all fault for not being here tonight. If you want to shout out, you got to be here in the physical. <laughs> but appreciate y'all, man. Love y'all. Y'all have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Remember, black people are Jewish now. So we celebrate Hanukkah too. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to give me a little hat. But <laughs> I was just fucking around. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you and yours. Hope y'all have a great one. And hope we gonna, we going to come out firing for the next year, man. You know, we're going to do bigger and better things, have some more guests, uh, and just keep doing it all like we always do, man. So appreciate everybody on the stream, man. Yep. Everybody who came happy, through. Yep. Happy holidays. Happy, uh, yes. yeah. happy New Year's, all that stuff. And uh, we're going to come back better than ever next year. Always, always, <laughs> always, man. We love y'all and everybody out there. Take care, man. Go ahead and wrap up this stream. Get that Nita. Yeah, now we need the uh, the classic outro uh, for the uh, uh, podcast listeners. We need the Anita. The, the Anita we can't play because we'll get banned on YouTube for it. Yeah, but uh, I can't wait to yeah. I can't wait to uh, 
where it become a time where we could just play music and without getting flat. Uh, that, that time is coming gone. That time was like <laughs> 2008. <laughs> <laughs> and that, like that, that that time is gone now like man. we should be able to play some music or re- review music on a platform like this without getting in trouble I because agree. it's not i feel like it's there, not there should be a clear difference between you bootlegging music and just putting it on your page versus you like rating and discussing music yeah then you should be able to play it without having it shit flagged yeah it, sh- it should be a, yeah it should they should be able to look at our platform and be like oh, okay these guys are reviewing music and that's that's gonna help our sales or whatever it is so let's you know let's turn away and appreciate this or something i don't yeah. know it's, it's ridiculous man it is it is it is it is i think black people should be able to play black music at least and not yeah. get flagged we should have to have a fucking test if you're this percent do you, black. Do you feel like the sales would go up more if, if people sat there and reviewed the song and, you know, do you feel um, like that could help? I mean, I feel like if you, uh, one thing, and they, they do do this, like if you stream somebody's music, you can't monetize that thing. So let's say, like if some, if we had a podcast where we, uh, reviewed music and played the music. We can't sell ads and make money off of it. Mm. That it, the uh, and the ads that do get sold, the money goes to the people who made them or had the publishing for the music. Uh, I think that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But we don't even get that option. We just get our shit shut down. Yeah. So it's rough out here, man. But yeah. whatever. Y'all don't care about that. Y'all don't care about our plight. It's trying to. Yeah. Make a good podcast for you people. The things you got to go through, our struggle and strife. <laughs> Y'all just want to hear the shit. I know. But anyway, we got Anita going on, taking us out for the new year. Everybody, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy everything. We love y'all. Have a great holiday season. Until next time. Peace. Happy